Welcome everyone to The Testing Room, where three of the gaming industry's best video game consultants who have never actually consulted on a video game bring you new topics to talk about each and every week. To get us started, I'm Alex, a.k.a. The Godfather. I'm Christian, a.k.a. Pseudo-Wudo45. And I'm Preston, a.k.a. Funkadelic Jedi. All right, gents. Well, we have a uh, listener topic to get to this week. Um, don't we know? This is my topic. Maybe I just... Yeah, this is your topic. Got, yeah. That was this my yours, topic. Yeah. That's right. We had a listener topic before. This is my we have topic. Listener, you have listener feedback on this topic. Yes, I have listener feedback on this topic is what it is, yeah. Um, yeah. which some people came through and had some strong feelings about our topic today, which is great because I also have strong feelings about our topic today. Uh, but we're going to get to that in a few moments. Let's first uh, see how your weeks went. And, you know, I'll go I'll go first because mine's really, really short. Um, nothing has changed. Still on my way to finishing the game I've been playing for a while. Um, and really haven't had a whole lot of time to play too many video games. Um, I did read some comics, though, Preston. I read Ooh. a new uh, Suicide Squad Hunts the Joker, which is... Oh, that sounds fun. It's a DC Black book. It's good. Um, I see Christian's dull face who is completely lost in this conversation because he doesn't read (laughs) comics. Um, That'll change. We'll see, One day, Christian. We'll we'll get you into something. We'll get him into the alien one. It's going to be the alien one. Speaking speaking of comics, uh, I think we have a guest coming on in a couple weeks. Uh, We got in touch today. And they are a comic guru. And uh, maybe he can help us, Christian. He can help you find something that you might want to read and get yeah, into indeed. while he's here hanging out with us. Pretty um, sure I know this man. You do. You do know this man. Um, but that's my week, really. I, I haven't had a whole lot of time to get into stuff, so how about you? I can go, and mostly because I want to call out Alex because he's a liar, and it's okay. Because, um, <laughs> listen, dear listeners, America, we have something to admit on this podcast and there will i we are just gonna say it all right we all played a game this week <sighs> you're gonna bring it up of he course is, i'm gonna bring it I up i wasn't gonna say anything it has nothing, and, 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 and I I has nothing to do with the, the fact that my fiance might have threatened to hold a gun to my head uh if i didn't bring too. it up it's fine so we'll see oh um, she forced you to bring it up she was like you have to bring it up alexa was like you have this. to bring it up you have you can't lie to people we're like, not lying to people. She, the way that we've talked to. about this game, she was like, "It's a lie of omission if you don't say anything." Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, it is our week. So, yeah, this was our week too. So, to be fair. Uh, to be fair. I have to be fair. I have played uh, two games this week. Uh, no, and, and you know what? Three actually, because we Preston and I still played. We played some Guilty Gear. Anyway, before we get to that, though. We did. The elephant in the room. The three of us are back in Destiny 2. And folks... Back in, strong word. I mean, I'm giving it a chance. Look, but we'll yeah, talk about yeah, it. Week. Yeah. Say I can it. neither confirm nor deny that it's, I'm playing. Uh, so far, it ain't bad. It ain't bad. <laughs> it's not. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in. I'm going to give some light thoughts here. Everybody, well, you know, this could be its own topic, honestly. With, I'll have my own take later on, too, yeah, but I'll keep it short as well. But, <laughs> wait, wait, what What could be its own topic? How how much we hated this game for so long no, and honestly, how much we railed against it? Yeah, like our like the journey with this game, right? Like, because, you know, it's, you know, on the podcast, we've only railed on it for the last, you know, couple months, because that's how long, or how old this podcast is, but, 
in general, we've been ragging on this thing for like three years. Uh, I I had to privately. apologize to somebody this week because we downloaded this <laughs> game because they texted me, I don't know, a month and a half ago, and we're like, hey, I just got an Xbox again. I downloaded Destiny. You should get back into it. It's good. And I I responded back and said, hey, I appreciate the offer. I can never pick up that game again because I hate Ooh. the way they've treated their player base. Yeah. yeah. So I had to text them this week and apologize. No, I wasn't wrong now, at the time. I will, so, so to be fair, in this process, no money has been spent. No. True. Yeah. So. Well, Game Pass monthly subscription, but yeah, I already but I was, that. I, that's, that's a sunk cost. It was already there. Yeah, sunk cost. There. I've yeah. already been paying for that. So no right. money has been no money has been spent except for eight dollars that Alex spent. No money has been spent, and uh, <laughs> it's an experiment that will give an answer to all of us. So, yes. so yeah, we'll know yeah. if it's ever needed again. So, um, there was no there was no financial stuff handed out, but honestly, it was it was a couple different things. We had the nostalgia episode last week. Um, yeah. and I do blame it on you. To be fair. And you mentioned I it. Did, yeah, so I, I made it, so I did make a joke um, about us installing it, uh, and then it became very real by the end of the episode. Uh, but you, know, what's what's funny is, is I will say they have made a lot of really good changes. So before I go any further, so Destiny Two for people who don't know is a mix of a first person shooter and a uh, MMO game, so you know, uh, massively multiplayer online game. We've talked about these before, like with Final Fantasy, World of Warcraft, things like that. Um, and it sort of splits the difference between both genres and tries to sort of like bridge the gap between them. That's my opinion. I know some people really think that it's a full, like Bungie is very much under the opinion that it's a full MMO. I can say, as somebody who's played those games, it's not, in my opinion, but that's, you know, I think it splits the difference. I feel um, like the only thing that makes it like an MMO or that I think is an MMO would be like Guild Wars to where we all hang out in the hub, but then we all go out and do separate things and you yeah. sometimes see other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like EverQuest. kind of like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. exactly. But sometimes but something like EverQuest. Build, yeah, Diablo doesn't yeah. build itself like an MMO, right? It builds it's, itself as a dungeon yeah. crawler. Yeah, and like what we consider a true MMO is there's no disconnection from the people in the, your server in the world. Like you will see them at all times if they're in the same location. Yeah. yeah There's yeah. no separation, mm-hmm. but this has separation. Um, so, so the thing is, is we obviously went radio silent in this game. We, you know, we never kept up on it at all. Uh, yeah. mostly because at, there is a point, And I think even the, you know, there's a lot of people in the community that would agree that they made some bad choices, uh, for a little while there, that didn't particularly sit well with a lot of that player base. Um, and for right now, what it seems like is that they, after they split off from Activision and Blizzard, which honestly uh, is a good thing, obviously for yes, some of the, for, for our listeners who know, we, obviously we've been covering that, you know, good it is a good thing that they split. A, a lot this. of our complaints came from the speculation that these d- bad decisions were coming from Activision back in the day. Yes. To be yeah. fair. So yeah. I think maybe that's we don't know that it's totally to speculation, but what I will say we thought. <laughs> is that it is very odd that there is a lot of good things in that game now and they are split off from Activision. I'm just saying. Just saying. We're making nope. an educated yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we're just, doing. Just asking questions out here. That's it. Educated guess. Yeah. So, uh, no, but honestly, man, like, we, we played uh, 
for about like I would say we played for like seven hours the other day in total. Oh, um, yeah, and I've played for longer than that for sure. Well, yeah, but yeah, like they just. I think that they they made changes that better respects players' time that they put into the game, and doesn't make it you know uh, feel like you're you you either have to log on or you're going to miss out. Like there's there was a lot of FOMO and a lot of issues with with the first you know first go around with a lot of these things. Um, I saw actually somebody break it down in a really good picture where it was like, you know when you log on to 14 and it's like, what do I want to do today? And then there's a lot of the other games, like other online games being like, what do I need to do today? And I think that's the clear difference as to why, you know, so many people are like, when they play 14, they're like, Oh my God, this game's amazing. It's because there's no, you don't miss out on anything. Right. Like, I mean, you know, Preston, you just, you just finished some of this content, but you did your first raids in the game a little while ago. And those, those raids are like, years and years old right and you still we still got full groups the groups took almost like a less than a minute to queue right and you were able to experience that content and alex and i were able to experience that content like it might as well have been released that day right like there was no extended wait times there was no oh god nobody's running this anymore because there's no point there's anything like that like just you know random thing like random choices that they do like that i think is is why that stuff shines and it seems like destiny is heading that in direction i actually played something last night uh so i don't i won't say the person's name because we don't i don't know how they feel about yeah. it but uh you know acquaintance of preston and i's is has been heavily into that game since the like start and has never left it uh and so he was actually taking me through some of the content called dungeons which I didn't know was a thing, but apparently what it's doing is sort of bridging the gap between like a strike and a raid in that game. Um, so for people who don't know, a strike is like a quick three-person activity, usually takes like 15, 20 minutes. Um, Story-based, you just run in, you know, do your little objectives, and then you're out. And that's a strike it. is similar to what other games would consider a dungeon, right? A I small see, so instance with a small group of people now so before yes yes like but now i think that the strike is its own thing and their dungeons are actually what i would consider a dungeon because it's a three-person activity still um but it is like full-on mechanics for fights and things that you have to learn okay as opposed to where a strike in destiny you were able just to go in completely like whatever just shoot and you're done there's no no, nothing in depth, right? Yeah. Whereas, like these, this content is is really like I was blown away by it last night. I'll be honest. Um, okay, and I was like really, really interested in it uh, after that. So we'll I, we'll see how it goes. We'll keep everybody updated, just like with other other service games. Uh, you know, we'll see. I don't want to take too much time here, and, and keep, there's a lot more I could say, but. For everybody on this, we just know we're we're we are tentatively back in, and we're we're. It doesn't check. it doesn't hurt that it was free. It, yes, I will say, I think that there is no way we would have done it if we had to purchase anything. No, because we just have. we wouldn't have been able oh, to Christian, justify Christian it. and I would not either because we've given that company so much money only to be burned more than I want to admit. Weeks. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So. 
it, it definitely Game Pass is the whole reason that we checked it out. And I, honestly, we still, you know, there could be a very real time where we get to the end of this stuff and we're like, meh, still not enough, and then, you know, move on. But we'll see. Right now, we're, we'll we're, we're, we're checking it out. Uh, thanks for... Uh... Thanks for telling on us. I appreciate that. What a way hey, to start today's episode. Look, man, I'm not going to set I the precedence where we lie to the people. Just can't do it. Yeah, I would have let it go longer and confirmed that we were in before we did it, but it's fair. Hey, it's man, got to be honest out here. Nah, man. Someone's going to see our gamer tags and go, oh, look at that. They're lying it's on air. Looks like they're on Destiny That's why I, that's why I just did shit. an apology. They, they, yeah. saw, they saw me online. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, and then... So the only other two games I've played uh, have just been my other constants, um, which were uh, Guilty Gear. Preston and I played some Guilty Gear. Got in. Dave, we had some fun. Yeah, and Jacko's Good matches, out, too. Jacko's out tomorrow. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I don't think I can handle her. I know. But I'm excited to check I've looked at it videos, so, and so do you want to explain Jacko? Yeah, yeah so I'll say just, for, just really quick. We don't have to, you know, but Jacko is... We can. Uh, it's fine. Jacko is a new character that's hitting Guilty Gear. She's been in um, mm, all of them except X, uh, XX, I think. So Was anything Justice in XX. Yeah, but then after so that, so that's I think like kind of the same person. Yeah, kind, well, yeah, ish. ish. Yeah, so There's, she might have Guilty Gear story is stupid. Or continue. Yeah. You're you're, you're, de- you're debating semantics to literally uh-huh. just you two I and know, no one yeah. else listening. I know because so, Preston yeah, and I are the fun. only ones who've watched the story. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but she is super super cool. I've always thought she was a cool character. She Looks is very actually fun. a holdover from when that game there was an entry in that series that was like a MOBA, like a proto MOBA, like back in the PS2 day. Um, uh, so for people who don't know, you know, MOBAs are games like League of Legends, uh, Dota, Smite, um, and if you don't know what those are, uh, it's basically a map, uh, like just a, a top-down, top-down map, and you are like teams of five versus five usually, um, and you are. It's very like slow-paced, and you're like moving uh, to like attack each other, and you're sort of trying to lead these little minions and other things um, to the other side of the map to like blow up the the enemy stronghold, basically. Um, and, uh, she had a lot of stuff in these older games that referenced that, like, so for instance, in, like, Rev 2, Guilty Gear Rev 2, she, like, would summon minions, and as, as they stayed out on the field, like, they would get stronger, and you would do, like, moves around them, like, it was very weird, like, uh, insane, kind of. Now, for Strive, because... Guilty Gear Strive is sort of a like reduced. I don't. Know, it's reduced is not right because they. It's still very. It has a lot of complexity. But back to the basics. Yeah, like there's just it's yeah. So they like toned down, I guess, as far as the complexity of moves is concerned. Like the barrier to entry has been lowered. So yeah. they sort of reworked her from what it seems like. She's not out of this recording. She'll be out tomorrow, so we'll know more. But she has a lot of. Uh, things now where it seems like she sort of just 
those minions are out and she's able to use them in her moves and she can sort of buff them similar ways but you don't have to do anything in that regard they just you know are out you don't have to manage it like you did in the other games so they're taking some of that overhead for the character away um i'm super interested in trying her out uh if for nothing else, I would assume. It, I would assume though the health though and the hit box. The, the hit boxes have to be pretty big, because you're gonna have to focus on multiple things, right? So, and, so and that's, that's kind of so, unfair. And then so so far it, just from an outsider, yeah. So far, what they've done for characters who have uh, an extension of themselves, that extension can get damaged, and it will damage the player character, right? Yeah. So, for instance, like there is a ninja called Chip who's very fast and he's actually as of this most recent update he is up there as far as tier rankings are concerned on characters he's very good um but if if somebody uh for instance like for preston's character potemkin if he catches that clone with a solid like one of his heavy punches because he's a grappler that's 50 percent of that health that dude's health gone even though yeah. he technically didn't get hit but his clone got hit, and that counts as damage. Because that would be broken, right, if you could just spam mm-hmm. a clone, you know? Uh, so something similar will probably be the case with Jacko. We just don't know yet. So far, the trailers that they've shown has just been her attacking and things like that. Um, and showing off some of her moves and supers. Um, and then the only other game that I've been playing is 14. Obviously still grinding that out. Still good. Still probably the got best. some sweet mounts. I did, yeah. I haven't, I haven't gotten cool. any more recent ones, but since the last time we recorded an episode, but gotcha. I've gotten some good ones. Uh, and we actually, after this lapse, I'll let you talk about it, Preston. This will actually just lead into your thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the fourteen news front, we have some good news. the 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 curse has been broken. The blight has been <sighs> stricken. Uh, not yet. Well, well, you got through to Square you, Support, and they solved. They said they solved the issue at the bare minimum. They said is the issue, and I sent you guys a very furious text message last night about how they're fucking with the VIP right now, and they need to recognize. <laughs> I love and, how he's uh, all of a sudden throwing that around. I know you guys gave it to me. You gave it to me. Yeah, I mean, you no, they, it to they gave it. They gave it to you. Yeah, and they did. Um. So yeah, my week. Um, yeah, no, I've been trying to get Final Fantasy fourteen on the PlayStation. I'm pretty sure we've talked about it in a previous episode how it was incredibly mundane and you can be screwed out of being able to do it at all until they come out with like an actual new PS5 version. Um, but they responded to me. They said, yeah, we're going to cancel the, uh, the old account. So therefore, you should be able to log in as a new person with a new account. Um... I went in, still the ID pops up for the old account. So you can't delete it, you can't remove it, it's just they make that your ID and like mm-hmm. I right. can only I can only imagine, Preston, that mm. because you are a VIP, that's how yes. you somehow yes, got through. Because most people don't get through at all, right? So you somehow got sure. through because you're a VIP, and then what they told you, that email was their standard response they send to anybody who accidentally gets, gets through. through, and then they and they're just like, yeah. he'll never get through again. It's no, because no because I got through, and they straight up told me no. They told me to go fuck myself. So I don't think they're worried <laughs> about that. Um, so but have yeah, you, no, have you tried the data. full install? 
Yeah, so, oh, no, I have not tried the full new install. Okay. So the whole thing was last night is I did my save data, deleted all that, restarted the PlayStation, unplugged it for like 10 seconds, whatever, all that dumb shit, just to make sure. And still popped up the same idea. I'm like, okay, I'm going to reinstall the entire thing. And when we get done with this podcast, I'm just going to double check. Yeah. If it's still there, that's the rest of my night going back and doing another email. So you could probably just email the same ticket so it can get reopened, right? Hopefully, yes. Yeah, yeah that's what but I would do. we shall see. Yeah. We, we shall see. Um, mm-hmm. It is the path of most resistance with Square Enix when it comes to tech support, so good luck. <laughs> yes, it is. But they've so far given me an email saying there's approval of it, and they will do it, so therefore I can hold that against them. Yes, you can. Because um, yes, there's in writing an email form. So I will do so. Um, other than that, again, like these guys, I just haven't had a lot of time for gaming training for the new job, kind of doing this and that, get my schedule kind of all worked out. Um, just been watching shows. Uh, Ted Lasso is still going good, still going strong. Um, How about that My Hero Academia, man? My Hero Academia is getting good. You and my villain, Academia? Yeah, I know. Yeah, No spoilers. Little, yeah. Hey, that's was, not a spoiler. You were supposed to catch up a, a month ago. Anyway. Also just the name of the actual episode. Hey, so. according to you, and that's I not know, how spoilers work, so it yes, doesn't matter. That's why I was throwing it in your face. <laughs> I'll toss it right back. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Ted Lasso, my hero. Um, the new What If series from Marvel is actually really good. Um, probably talked about it a little bit last time, but uh, the new one they just had this last episode was a pretty weird change until uh, we learned how to do stuff. Um, but I'm interested to see where it goes. It's got good, decent animations. That 3D animation, again not doing a horrible job with a 3d animation, which is nice. Um, but they got so many of the voice actors back. Um, it's so a shame. I was, con- I was confused on that. Like, yeah, they got some of the voice actors back and then they didn't. And then for some voice actors that they seemed to get back, I couldn't tell if it was actually all new dialogue or if they clipped together dialogue from movies they were in, which is kind of cheating in my opinion. Let's say you see Robert Downey Jr. on top of the donut with Samuel L. Jackson down there. You might hear a word or two that was also in that movie. So it's did they re-record it? Did they go back? From what I understand, they had those actors in a studio at one point. So they could have just done it. Um, okay. But there's sad things like I remember seeing Batista talk. Someone asked Batista, like, well, hey, why weren't you uh, doing the voice of Drax? And he's like, no one asked me. I was telling, I was I was telling oh, Ali man, the other that night. Sucks. Yeah. But it's, it's like, I feel a feeling that there's like, we have a budget. We're going to hire this many of our characters, especially when you're hiring Robert Downey Jr. You're like you're spending way too much for the first part because someone can do that voice. Um, but you're spending so much and they're like, okay, Drax is in there for two, maybe two sentences. We don't need to hire Batista so to come in and I, do the line. But I, I feel they should. I feel they should. Yeah, they so have the money. Didn't, they I agree. Chris Evans too, which was weird. I yeah. agree with the budget stuff. Usually, like when it's a small, like you know what I mean. But like this is but Disney. this is Disney. So like, <laughs> yeah, I don't this is Disney hear, and Marvel. Yeah, like you were already hiring Robert Downey Jr. for the last ten fucking yeah, years, like for sure. And you Most, are like a bazillion dollar company that owns half of North America. Yeah, so, like I really don't pretend like you can't afford it. Yeah, yeah like I have a hard time feeling like that's yeah. I don't know. I all the to all me, the voices. I say all the voices have been on point too, except there was one. I don't remember if it was episode one or two. But there was one that I recall I sticking. Who was it? It was like stuck out my head. It's like, that's not even close. The Collector. Yep. 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 
That's what it's it not was. Benicio del Toro. No. It's somebody, but he does. He's not doing Benicio del Toro, which not to me close. on the story, the reasoning for it, I kind of accept it because it's a completely different personality as well. Sure. Um, the one sad and kind of cool thing is, I guess, um, this is the last thing that Chadwick Boseman did uh, before he died. Um, so when you see um, T'Challa there, that's Chadwick, that's and. Cool. There's a second episode, so one ep- when we watch episode two, get ready for the feels. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to feel it. So I'm torn on that show right now. Um, I like the premise. They made it canon, right? So, like, the events that happened in Loki, now, because of the multiverse split and everything else, have now made What If canon, which is pretty cool, which is why you can have all these stories of, like, what if... Different worlds, you know, different Chris Chris yeah. Evans didn't become Captain America and somebody else did or whatever. That, that's, that's really yeah. cool. However, they're doing they've done two things where I'm a little did worried Bucky, about. Did Bucky become the captain because he's the cooler one of the? No, team? he no he did not. Bucky is the cooler of the two, but he did not. Um, but they keep they they keep tugging on these threads, which makes me wonder: Are you setting these threads up in episode one, two, three, four, five that you're gonna come back to three and four seasons later? Because that would be fine. Or are these self-contained what-if stories that don't really go beyond? Because if that's the case, that's dumb and annoying. So the th- second thing that annoyed me um, is what they did with a character in episode two. I really liked Chadwick Boseman's performance, but yes. there was uh, a very familiar big bad that re- made a mm-hmm. reappearance in that episode, and they completely took away was it Dark Side? all the stuff that made him cool in this second episode and no dark side is the wrong that's the wrong universe that's dc yeah i know that's the joke yeah you've yeah i don't know you don't read comics oh i know i know who villains are i watched saturday morning (laughs) cartoons i've seen the animated series i had you know Um, what that's fair i i've watched every single episode of the justice league animated series and it was very good so, Preston, I don't know how you felt about that. Like, I like the series as a whole, but the, the thing in episode two, I wasn't a big fan of. Uh, to me, it's different worlds, different dimensions. I can take it or leave it. It's fine. I mean, the third the one was the weirdest comics, one to right? me, so it's fine. Is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the whole thing around comics, right? Is that, like, it's well, a yeah, self-contained, yeah, exactly. random... How many times does no. Wolverine die, and or the X-Men all die, and they reboot the I X-Men think... or some shit like that? Yeah. Like, it's, it happens a lot. No. No, there's there's so, there is so, stuff so, happening in DC right now that were were are the result of things that happened in the New Fifty Two, which was before this rebirth event that happened two years ago, yes, and and even okay. before that, right? So comics, though some episodic things may happen, oftentimes they carry arcs for a very long time. Even something like Future State, Future State. They only give you a couple of episodes, and then I was like, yeah, it's not really kind of though. Probably because yeah, probably because Future State made no money and the only one anybody cared about was the one, the new Wonder Woman and they're like, Oh, it's not as good as I expected, so <sighs> I'm gonna have to good. I'm gonna have to fact check so this with our guest. Yeah. I like swamping Green Lantern from that, but I feel I like guess. I feel like that's all I hear about is like comics are just like this run is about this and it's not related to this, 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 this. It's just this self contained story about Blah 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 blah. So there are yeah. 
there are stories within. So um, if you look at the, yeah, I know you can't see, but like all those white books behind my finger in this image that none of the viewers can see, Christian. Yeah. Those are those are all Batman trades. So it starts with the rebirth of Batman, which happened in 2018. It goes mm-hmm. to current, right? Now they collect those trades and issues of like six. But all of them tell one cohesive story. Now within that, the two black ones at the top are separate stories that happen within. So there's one city of Bane where Bane right. kind of took over and then there's one called Joker war. So those are, those are self contained stories, but they're all within. Sure. One but, yeah. Universe, but like those, right. But those, but those six books are not related to like, I don't know, Batman two twenty two. I don't know. Whatever the fuck. Arkham but. Asylum. Sure, they're probably not related to something that far back. Now they do cross over into other things, like uh, book number two or book number three ties into things that happen in Flash Rebirth, and like they did a crossover event yeah, and stuff. That's but, cool. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I yeah, mean, there's cool. there's there's thousands of Batman issues, so yes, you're correct. Like things don't go all the way back to the forties. Sounds like <laughs> I'm right once again. Anyway, sorry, Preston, for Alex interrupting okay. you. Okay. <laughs> Um, but the one thing you're talking about when you're talking about what if, like you didn't want essentially what you didn't want them to be like standalone, just episodes for funsies. Um, there was a trailer for something that I think is going to be one off funsies, which is star Wars visions, which I shared for with you guys. That looks fucking phenomenal, man. Okay. Let's, let's talk about this. So for everybody who doesn't know, and honestly, one of the photos this week for for this post, when we put this up is going to be a still (laughs) Um, from this show so that people can see it. But Ooh, like, I don't know about that. I am in control of social media, and Disney will take that shit down in a. That's heartbeat. not true. I'm in control of the Twitter, so I'll take a screenshot sure. and put it on. There. You are gonna get <laughs> all right. Well, the, say goodbye to Twitter, everybody. From now on, if you want to get no, a hold of us, get a hold of us. Testing room pod on Instagram and at Gmail. No, they released those images out. I'm not playing the video. Yeah, and also, also those posts aren't monetized, so they can't do it. There's nothing. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah. Anyway, Disney Disney stopped a 13-year-old child who died from having Spider-Man and a quote on his tombstone. You think they're going to care about your Twitter post? Gone. That's wild. I actually Gone. didn't know that and they are huge scumbags for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I still, you know, whatever. I don't <laughs> trying to get him to watch, and, watch the recomics, man. But don't, so don't here's stop. the thing. That Star Wars thing was fucking rad. So sick, and it was <laughs> bar none. And I mean, bar, like easily with the coolest Star Wars thing I have ever seen in a long time. Go ahead and yeah. So for you guys who don't know, uh, Star Wars Visions is a new show that was announced by Disney Plus. Obviously involves Star Wars. Um, but if you've ever watched uh, the Animatrix or uh, Batman and Gotham Knights which essentially are collections of something within a universe like Batman or Matrix that they give to, let's say, six to ten artists to do an episode apiece. Hey, we like your animation style. We like your stories. Give Batman a try for 30 to 40 minutes or 20 minutes. And they do that and they have a whole movie or a whole like series show of here's this studio doing a Star Wars episode. Here's this studio during their Star Wars episode doesn't have to tie into the canon and be all crazy. As we saw, there was at one point, I'm pretty sure the image that Christian is talking about is this lady who has 
four arms Ugh. and does the kind of Grievous style, but they're standing on top of a Star Destroyer with Out no masks on. No helmets. Hated it. Hated it. Don't you're, care. God, you're so Don't wrong. care. Dude. I'm a huge Fucking Star Wars fan. I hated rad. it. Oh, God. You're one of those people who's like, respect the cannon! Respect nope. the cannon! Nope. nope. Not at all. I just thought it was dumb. That's so rad. rad. She said there's <laughs> spinning lightsabers in space, like deflecting ship bullets. And you know what? I bet they do. I bet those Star Destroyers are still in the atmosphere and they're just aiming towards the sky you with know no what? clouds. I don't even let it go all the it. way. Let it be. I in cannot space. wait for that to be it. And, and let her like, let her like summon force powers and like jump off the Star Destroyer and like Oh, they're gonna bounce between Star Destroyers. Yeah, you know like, that. Dude, like, just do it. Go all the way. Like Yeah. Fuck I, yes. Son. Yes. I I thought it was Ready. so sick. Wait, it, let's go. Yes. I, it was amazing. I saw it and I was yeah. like, this is the coolest thing Star Wars done yeah. for me in so long. Because I, the problem is, I think, when you, okay, when you're going to do one-off things like this, I think it's important to go, like, just balls, go like, it's like, just go yeah. wild. Like, because it, you've already established that it doesn't matter, right? Like, you've told people, yeah. like, hey... This isn't going to be canon. There's not going to be any in-universe, you know, like, repercussions for anything. It's literally just, we think it would be cool if X, Y, Z. And that's what we decided to try yeah. to do. I like and Star Wars. Like, I do it with my think, like studio. Yeah, like, do it, man. Like, go go crazy. Like, this is, you know, it's like, this, this, I, I, when people get all uppity about this, and I don't mean you, Alex. I'm not saying that you're being uppity. I know you just didn't. No, no, you're kind of looking at me when you're saying it. It sounds a little directed. It's doing a show. I have to look at you. But I'm just saying. I think that, like, so there's a cl- there's a clip that always went around that like lit- got to me to my core because it pissed me off so much. But in Devil May Cry Five, which you know everybody who's listened to the show so far has known that I'm like a huge Devil May Cry mark. I think. That, that whole series is great. It's very anime out there. It's, you know, awesome action game. Um, and there's a scene where somebody is playing Don't Make Cry 5 for the first time. And they get to the part. Now, all of us have played this here. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's no spoilers for anybody on the cast. But if there's anybody who wants to get to Don't Make Cry 5, uh, and I'll make this quick, um, literally timestamp it for like 30 seconds. Like just. You know, skip forward thirty seconds and I'll be done. I'll let him know. But the time. scene, the scene where you know Dante does the Michael Jackson thing and yes. he's like dancing back and forth. I'm gonna make sure to fill the whole thirty seconds here. Um, but he's like dancing back and forth. He's doing the Michael Jackson. The lights are coming down. He catches the rose and da 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 da. And uh, everybody in universe, like Nero and Lady and Trish, are all looking at him like, "What in the fuck?" Like you know, like this. He's and. They, nobody gets it, and it's this this whole thing, and like, uh, you know, so that scene happens, and now we're past the spoilers, everybody. So that scene happens, and the guy, the some guy who's like, oh man, my stream's been telling me oh, I gotta play this game, blah blah blah. It, you know, everybody said it's a cool action game, so I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna check it out. That scene happens, and he gets like so upset, and he's like, who the who is this guy? He's so fucking stupid and lame and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, bro, just let yourself have fun. Like, he's like, this is weird. Like, he's dancing. It's weird. Da, 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 da. And you're like, just let, just, 
I I get calm. I down. get that. The I get that though, right? Like no. if you're if because it does pull you out of the immersions in some instances. Bro, Dante, so I un, Dante I get is it. literally wacky wahoo pizza man. Like that is lit. Yeah. That is, but, but you don't know that. Character. But you don't know that if you haven't played any other games. So if five is your first no, experience, so I, and it's somewhat of a darker tone, and you're not ex- you're not used to those scenes that have happened in past games. I could understand. We're empathizing here. I could understand why you know somebody would be like that. Completely broke the immersion for me. Th- What's going on? I though think that's different. Through that, that scene, moment, though, through that mm-hmm. moment, like up to that moment. There is many moments in Devil May Cry 5 where oh, Dante is being yeah. just a big, stupid, dumb idiot. Not even just Looking Dante. directly in the camera. Like, look at how ridiculous I am in the face of this giant, catastrophic thing that's happening in world. Like, wahoo, you, you. Like, that's, he literally, no. I don't you made him just also, sound like Mario. Like, wahoo. That is him. <laughs> but either way. So, but my point is, is that I think, like... While it is a little different, I'm the the attitude is the same is what I'm saying. Like you you see this cool thing happening on screen or this fun thing happening on screen, and the thing is just like, man, it's not the thing I like. It's not you're not you're not doing what's supposed to happen right now. And it's like, dude, just I don't I don't think that was the problem for me. And which, by the way, it is slightly different different from the Animatrix in the sense that the Animatrix was canon to those stories. They were just like uh, one four stories. Can. The other ones were not Lily sure. Can. Like it's there's no act. Mm-hmm. Those characters never come but, back. Come back. Oh sure, but they could still happen in the, the universe. Famous 3D animated one, like that one that looked mm-hmm. still looks gorgeous to this day. Um, that is actual literal canon to the show. I'm sure there will be a episode of something that's technically canon I, to Star Wars. I, I don't have a problem with things being one-offs and not canon. Like, I'm not going to hold to, like, the Star Wars continuity, especially because so many things have been changed with, like, Star Wars Legends and the Marvel acquisition and and everything else. I just thought some of it didn't make sense and looked dumb. It's not the animation style. It's none of that. Like, I've seen the forearms and the the lightsaber spinning around. Like, you did that with Grievous. Now you're redoing it with a different character. This is literally a forearmed person. No, you're well, right. Super, going, super different. Going super wild different. in space on top of a star with, destroyer with no mask. Right? Is she holding her breath? Who cares? What's she doing? This is, this is where we get this. to like, who What's she care? doing? But what? You have no idea. Maybe she's from a race of people that can breathe in a vacuum. Well, you wouldn't breathe at all in a vacuum. It would just be you don't need oxygen. Then maybe she can survive in a vacuum. Is what I should have said, Mister. Grammar I play correct. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe so. She's a tardigrade. She's like an evolved sure. tardigrade. Hey, I, do you know? Star I don't know. I haven't watched the show yet. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, if that's the case, it's dumb. It's dumb. So I'll <laughs> yeah, watch yeah, it. Yeah, and I like some of the animations. Uh, yes. I just said. Yes, I, an evolved being like, that can survive like in space me. and kill people. Yeah, that's that's real lame. Yeah, Alien is stupid. Yes. No, just this specific imagery that I saw, didn't love didn't love we'll see what happens i also don't know the 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 purpose i know you're gonna say because it looks cool purpose but yeah, yeah but there exactly has to be I, I know but there no but there has to be a, a marvel disney purpose here like I'm is sure your purpose, purpose to do was, representation is it to get more people from other cultures into no, star wars like what is the purpose I think, here i think honestly I'll, I'll tell you, no sorry no go i'll ahead. tell you what triggered them do you guys remember the old like Star Wars anime like YouTube video where it was like some dope ass like Tie Fighter thing happening like 
No. I think that got so popular that it triggered somebody. What is that? I'll, I'll find it somewhere. But okay. there was like somebody did their own like video, which was like anime-ish of someone in an X-Wing, someone in a TIE fighter kind of having a battle from what I remember. And um, I think something like that kind of triggered someone to be like, oh, people really like this. If we can like, they love our animation to begin with. We kind of went more 3D. What if we get like actual like animators and the, the whole thing is like these are well-known studios like i i i sing praise on um one of the latest um anime movies i guess latest happened within the past year or so uh promare i think is one of the most beautiful fucking anime movies i've ever seen in my entire life that animation studio does amazing things uh with their style and their colors and they are one of the studios doing one of the episodes on this show. Mm-hmm. And I am See, so well, excited. That, I'm pretty sure they're the also case, doing one with a four-armed person. <laughs> if, that, if that's the case, then then I disagree with your point that it's somebody just got nostalgic for this fan-made video and said, why don't we do that? I'm going to say that it's nerd culture right now is so big and so popular, and we have more people in sure. this country watching anime than ever before. It's a money grab. Oh, I, I think, feel if, if it was based well, off of okay. actual like, so YouTube video, it would have been done a long time ago. Yeah, so but to it, be, it just... That's the only thing I can remember from way back when. Why? To be fair, I think that anything Marvel and Disney does at this point is a money grab. Like, there's nothing, there is nothing that they are going to do that is going to not be a money grab. Like, just like, like, you know, I I don't see, like, I don't see EA making a video game out of the goodness of their heart anymore. Right, like they're not going to unless they know that the money is there. I mean, like, dude, think about it. Skate Four is just now finally happening, and it took like ten years, like so many grounds, and like the only thing that finally pushed that needle was that they released those games back on Xbox, and people bought them for bought them again, double dipped, sometimes triple dipped on a game. And bought it so much that EA was like, all right, cool, money's here, so let's make a new one. But, like, there's nothing that Marvel and Disney are going to do that's not going to be a money grab. So I don't, like, if that's if that's why we're writing this off, then everything well, no, so that they I, do needs so to be So what I mean, off. what I mean by that is you can, if you're going into this and you're going to say it looks cool and I'm fine with watching pretty flashing lights for 30 minutes... To me, that's Star Wars. <laughs> Fine. However, if I'm going to do that, I would much prefer the depth and the moral conundrums of some of those other great shows that are out right now uh, sure. in the anime genre. And I don't believe, and I could be wrong, we could, this could come out in a couple months and we'll watch it and I'll be blown away. Completely different. Sure. I bet you that it's going to be super hollow when it comes to like enemies and everything else. It's just going to be like, Maybe. look yep. how fun and pretty. And that's going to be really lame to me if that's the case. I, okay. So I agree with that. If, if it's like bad writing that you, there's no, there's no saving that. Right. Like I think that it's something, uh, my, my, my whole thing when saying that I think that like it, it's cool that they look like they're getting out is that I think all of the parts that I like about star Wars. And again, I'm not like a star Wars. So, you know, my, what, you know, what does my opinion mean? But like little to nothing. I think that oh, I mean- Star Wars at its best <laughs> when it's not up its own ass all the time and like so hyper serious about things. Like that's why like I thought mm-hmm. that you know the video games are some of the coolest things that Force they unleashed. do is because they just like let they just let things happen yeah. that they wouldn't otherwise in the movies because the movies are hitting such a broader audience that it has to be halfway grounded right um 
So I so me when I saw that scene of some random four armed person standing out in space with no mask, I was just like, <laughs> hell yeah, we're getting dumb. Fungo. Like yes, like because that it that what that signal said to me or what that scene said to me was, it's you know, we're not we're not stopping people, like. And who knows that episode that pro, like that the Promare Studio is doing? It could be trash. Like that could be the one cool scene in it, and it just could Doubt be it, bad. Actually. And maybe the writing is horrible. Like I don't know. Does it but, does it not concern you though that out of the three minute video, that's the only three second clip that has stood no, out to you so, so to, much? To be fair, I just am bringing that up. But I thought the whole the whole trailer he sent okay. me looked great. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, Did you see the Boba Fett swoop bike? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Boba Fett's face fucking on it. Yeah. I watched it. <laughs> yeah, like, like I thought, I thought, shit. Awesome. I thought it all looked great. But that's. But my point is, is that everything seemed like okay. This is something that I would have never seen otherwise. Like Just go crazy. Have like fun. that's the things that I'm seeing in this trailer are things that would never make it into Star Wars Episode Ten or whatever you know their next thing is. Um, yeah, and I felt that way about the video games. I felt that way about you know like. You know other random things in the Star Wars universe that I've heard about from Preston, like I there's I, that's the stuff that I like is when they just you know they stop worrying about being so uppity. A co- a conversation for another day is going to be how much is oversaturation, especially <laughs> with Marvel and and oh yeah, I mean Star dude, Wars it, that is like thing. the worst offender to this I think, right like yeah. Yeah, I mean that's definitely for topic sure. for another day. Yeah, yeah. So now that my topic's over, does anybody else have a topic? They, no, that was your. <laughs> yeah. Are you done with your week? No, yeah, but it went for so long. My no, that was good. I, I thought you were going to bring yeah. up the fact that in Guilty Gear you stomped me two to three. That was. I mean, I meant to say that when you were talking about Guilty Gear, but yeah, we actually had really good matches. We, like, we had a lot of fun with those matches because we both were off of Guilty Gear for so, like for like a week and a half, two weeks. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of relearning a little bit, and then we start feeling it a little bit more, like riding bike. I was um, playing. I so my problem is so I stay away from Monaco. Just don't do it. I know you don't want me to go back to him. <laughs> I have been. I cannot shake this thing that I want to learn how to play Zato one really bad. He's it's basically a Jojo villain, which for people who know, like Jojo's my, it's probably my favorite show of all time at this point. Like it's, 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 it's very good. And, um, he's basically a Jojo villain. And so like, but he's just, he, he's very difficult for me to learn. in the fact that I've never, I've never played a character like him before in a fighting game. I've typically always played characters like my old main, Nagaryuki. And so this last set that we played between Preston and I, it was just me playing Zato against his both his characters, so Potemkin and then uh, Eno. And... Ooh, that Eno one was feeling good. I was feeling good on yeah, those you Eno matches, man. Beat my ass with Eno. I Come won against Potemkin. I will put it. I that yeah, was my did. that was my set that I won. I won against Potemkin. I was like, all right, I'm feeling good. And then he picked. That's Eno when I went and, to Eno. I'm like, fuck this. Like, I got changed. <laughs> Potemkin's way too slow. He's fucking me. And he got me on those two sets. It's that dash, man. Her dash is deadly. And I just don't. Dash so that's the thing. Is like I keep trying to find. So with other with other characters, when he does that dash, if I. I have moves that I can do to counter and like bait that dash and then and then punish it. Um, 
I don't have that with Zato. Like, I just keep losing that matchup every time. I'm, like, pressing a different move, and it doesn't matter what I press. Like, I have to, I have to preemptively know when he's about to dash so that I can get a setup going so that it's it will that hit him before he gets... And it, I lose that battle of guessing more times than not. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'll just say this. Preston was... Preston was a little saucy that night. He was having a little fun. I was. And he went, because mm. he was in saucy mode, he, he turned on full shit talking. Like, he was trash talking <laughs> me like I was at an FGC local. You know, you know what's funny about it. that, too? When when Preston gets a little saucy like that, you know you have that sweet spot of, like, because we used to have it back in the day when we would do raids and Destiny and other stuff. You have that sweet oh, spot yeah. of, like, 45 minutes to an hour. Of Wait, like, he was Preston's, pro. Preston's yeah. gonna be pro gamer, uh-huh. but if you miss, if you miss that mark, if it goes beyond forty five minutes, sorry, it's uh-huh. over. Yeah. <laughs> pro gamer yeah. went home. Yeah, like, dude, I'm telling you. So there was a moment. Like, I was trying to get one of Zato's supers to come out. I probably tried it like twenty five times in this match. I just it's kept trying, yeah. and he Preston killed me in that round. I was like, man, it's killing me. And he goes. Oh, are you uh, you having a little trouble getting that move out, man? And I was like, dude, fuck you, dude. Like, I can see him just moving and not doing anything. So you see, like, when someone does a move, they, for people who don't know him, fighting games, like, you're doing, like, on the D-pad or wherever you want to do your controller, you're doing, like, a half circle or back forward or something like that. And if you're not getting the moves out, you're not doing a cool fireball or some kick. You're just going back forward, back yeah. forward. And back then, forward, like, a random thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how you doing there, buddy? You having fun over there? I'm just... Gonna keep on coming in, and I'm like, keep dude, on doing fuck it. you, dude! Like, don't, <laughs> don't do this, don't do this. It was yeah. good. It was good sass time. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah, I right. played any other games, so you're good to go. Okay, so let's get into our uh, topic this week at the uh, at the hour mark. Man, we damn near, yeah, yeah. Um, you I know, honestly, also, honestly, that was like a little bit of a pre-topic, to be honest. Like, it was like a yeah. small topic. Is we got into some things, and then as we talked about them for like 15 minutes, we were like, oh, this could be another topic, this could be another topic. Yeah, I wanted to mention Star Wars Visions, and then we had a half an hour deal yeah. about it. Well, if I would have known that I apparently was on the wrong side of history when it came to Star Wars Visions, I wouldn't have I brought yeah, up. Hey, Although I do think I, I somewhat converted Christian's opinion there at the end, so if the story sucks, I win. That's all I have to say. I think we found no, but that was never part of the argument. You just moved the goal. No, I'm just saying. That's not true. Uh, are we going to continue this? Are we going to do this? <laughs> no, <laughs> so, so, that was Preston's so producer voice. Get, yes. So uh, let's get to the topic. Um, yeah, this one's actually my topic, though we did have some fan responses to this topic, yeah, and I think yeah, it's going to be a decent feedback. one. Yeah, fan feedback on And this can be a couple things. It's both bad game design or bad game mechanics. So we can kind of take this both ways. I think there's some talking points on both sides of the coin there for what makes bad game mechanics and then what's just complete bad game design. But I want to start things off by asking you two, like, in your opinion, what is bad game design to you? And I know we talked about, like, this is the sort of thing that makes us the consultants, right? So, mm. so let's start there before we get anything else. What makes bad game design to you? In fact, like, what are the things that you hate when it comes to game mechanics, game design? I have a list. So we'll start with you two. Go for it, buddy. Okay. So uh, I have a couple in mind. Like, Alice kind of teased me with this. I'm like, oh. As soon as you mentioned 
what game design mechanics or what in games do you hate the most? What like gets your gears going, right? What is it? The, you know <laughs> what, what really, really grinds, grinds, grinds my, my gears? gears? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. God, we thinking. were linked right there. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what grinds my gears about video games is um, main number one, hands down, I have probably about three, is invisible walls. Invisible walls drive me up the wall, if you will. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but no, like seriously, like I'm like, uh, I, I was talking to you about this earlier with a uh, Christian. We did like a, um, stream at one point with God of war or hanging out and playing God of war. And Oh yeah. This God is, war yeah, God of war yeah. This is the PS three one, I think. Right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And like, there's certain points to where there's a rock there or a cliff side and it looks like pretty flat and you're trying to jump towards it. But you can't because there's an invisible wall there, which means that you're jumping towards it. Your feet are above the ledge, but that's not a part of the game. That's like a the bubble they put right in between all the levels. Yeah. Now let me ask so you, you a question. Like actually, jump off. So were you at the end of the level trying to jump off, or were you trying to cheat by jumping up and over the hill? No, 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 no cheat. So in a game like God of War, there's a lot of collectibles. So there might be something hidden. And you might have to jump here and like look over there, like, oh, there's a ledge or like a marker that you wouldn't see if you weren't on a certain, okay. uh, had, had a certain perspective. So you were so item hunting. It, That's legit. You're, yeah. There's a ledge there. I might jump yeah. on it and see what happens yeah. up there. Maybe a cutscene happens when I jump up on there and, you know, that's how the game progresses, right? Um, but it's not just God of War. There's so many other games that do this, especially the earlier games. They are even more predominant with it. Um, the newer games, I feel, they do a lot of illusions. There'll be a lot of trees there that are very close together that you can't get through. Um, if the games don't allow you to jump very high, it's not one of those games. They'll put like small ledges. Um, but there's a lot of those things to where I just feel it's poor game design when I can jump that high, I can get there and you could just made the rock bigger. You could just made the wall bigger in Skyrim. I, I haven't tried to test the waters with all this, but to me, when we played Skyrim, it was like, you see that mountain? You can go up that mountain. Like, if you have the proper dexterity, if you have proper spells, like, you can just go up that mountain. I mean, you, Again, you could, you could glitch like, Skyrim into a lot of things. You could get Skyrim to do whatever yeah, you wanted it to do. Sure. But yeah, it runs on just a Just the general gameplay. Yeah, it, it just... The whole point of Skyrim was you could see it, you could go there. Same thing with Breath of the Wild. I see I that hill over there. I can go there. I, it's too tall towards the edges, therefore you can't get up it. Makes sense for gameplay wise. For as long there's not like a ledge that's there's not a ledge that's like your waist height and you're jumping. You're like, nope, that's the end of the game. Yeah, you can't for, go there. For as long as I've known you, if a game, if, if somebody is like an E3, uh, you know, like a game's whatever, they they come out and their initial pitch for the game is. Do you see that over there? You can go yeah. to it. Preston's like, and you have my attention now, sir. Like he is. <laughs> that sounds like a great yeah. idea. You know, Preston, I'll double down with you too. Um, I agree that I hate invisible walls, but like, not so much. I get what you're saying too. Just the if my character model should allow me to get over an area, like, don't stop me from getting over it. Right? Exactly. What you said, waist height. I understand that, but to go even further on what you said. I hate invisible walls that impede um, progress. So, like, maybe a level yes. is ranked higher. So you're running along a path that's a road, and all of a sudden you just can't 
go further up the road because the game's oh. like, oh, you can't come here until you're higher level. It's like, well, then put something else there that shows me I can't go here other than just like an invisible wall that I run into and realize like, oh, I guess I just can't go that way because this is stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're, the whole thing is like when you're watching it, when you're doing it, like I'm jumping with a character. My legs are making the jump, but your character just goes up and down. There's no forward progression because there is an actual invisible wall. Like invisible wall is a literal term because it's there. Um, and that just upsets me. The only time I don't mind it is let's say you're playing a game and you're walking upon a precipice in a building and there's a ledge and there's a fence even like maybe waist height. And it's like, hey, if you jump off of this, you're just going to straight die. Like that's just so we're stopping you from doing even that. if you, even if you look at it like you're like yeah I would die if I jump off this ledge um, like that invisible wall I don't mind because if you accidentally jump off that that's your fault that is what would be literal no now, if I I'm see. playing some well, we, no, 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 I, no, no, I said we treat it like I'm humanity some, if, if I'm playing like a superhero game or something like that then I'm like okay as like prototype or infamous or something like that I can jump off I this entire building and hit the ground the first one you went to that was a deep cut. <laughs> I just was thinking of the two superhero like these eyes the, got the crazy ones on the that brain, aren't actually man. superheroes. I don't know what to tell yeah, you. prototype. Honestly, I might. Go hey, we talked about PS3. I got, I got pro- prototype uh, here. Yeah, yeah. I, I say we but, treat no, it like humanity, just, Preston. Either all or nothing. Like, look, you're you're that high in the building. If you're dumb that, enough to I, jump I, off, yeah. Sorry. No, there's plenty of games that do that, and it's okay. It's not a big deal. Like, I don't want you to like to put baby bumpers on every wall and invisible thing. Like, but. I'm not going to hold it against them to do that. Like what the order 1886 or I'm sorry if that's not the wrong. No, right that's right. Yeah. yeah. Order 1886. Yeah. I got the platinum. So good. I'm glad I did that. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, well, you only had one platinum and then like every week we find out that he has like another one. And I then have another 10 one. platinums. I thought yeah, I said this. I had 10. like 10. Okay. Yeah. I thought you had like three. Okay. No, 10. Okay. Look enough. them up, son. <laughs> I'm going to have to when this is over. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, it was like, um, I'm sure of like 1886, there's probably a spot to where like, you're going on the outside of a building going, doing something and you probably couldn't jump over a fence or a ledge to like fall to your death. Sometimes it might've been impossible, but I'm pretty sure that's the game. I remember not giving you that invisible wall that I didn't mind. Um, yeah, that's what I, I'm I, about invisible walls. I understand that invisible walls have to exist, but the only time I'm really fine with them is when I can see your world map. And I can see that, like, oh, here's the green grass, and then it turns gray. Like, right? Like, you as a developer, you design this map. I've made it to the end of your world. Invisible wall makes sense. But just in the middle of an area that I should be able to walk or I can see beyond, I agree. Like, invisible walls are stupid. They just, they you, impede you, your progress you for no reason. design something to show me there's a mm-hmm. bigger rock that can jump above. There's a bigger wall I can jump above. There's too many trees in the same line that are not easy to pass through, so therefore I can't do it. Like, there's too many gameplay game design um aspects you could put in there just not to do an invisible wall give me an actual wall yeah. i'll be okay with I that i don't mind it i don't I'm mind it with older games walls. like older games because it was like a it was a technology limitation right like they would be like yeah we you know we made this game to simulate the idea of having an open world but it's not actually yeah. open. you know what i mean like it was before those games could actually be made so I got it in those games. Like I totally understood making a place where it's just like, nah, just look at this little JPEG that we put in the background. That's like, you know, supposed to be the distance. But like, yeah, with newer design or with newer games, I'm like, look, man, either like put me in a corridor with no way out or let me walk. Like, yeah, 
I just had this oh, weird geez. epiphany of like the most compelling content we've created in 10 episodes is 10 solid minutes on invisible walls. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure everybody listening is like, this is why I turned in this or tuned in this week for invisible wall conversations. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. not a lot, not, not enough. Serious. I'm very passionate. Not, yeah, not enough <laughs> invisible wall discourse going on on the internet these days. That's I agree. Number one. I got three I of them. I said this one I have to make sure to point yeah. pinpoint because it is a super pet peeve mm-hmm. of mine. Yeah. Hey, hey, Gorbachev, tear down that invisible wall. Oh, I get Christ. it. That's pretty. Ooh, <laughs> okay, <this> so, <laughs> so uh, invisible walls, completely agree with. Um, yeah. What else do you guys hate before I move on to my list here? Because I did, I did pull a list of what like gamers in, in common say they hate. So, mm-hmm. uh, Christian, what do you yes, hate yes. before well, we Preston, get there? Preston still had more. I you have, have more? two more. Oh, you have I'll two more? Okay. We won't, we won't do a whole invisible wall sketch on no, them. I, I like the invisible wall discourse, yeah. We have time so to fill. So, the other one is um, rope, not climbing, but rope, uh, what would you call it? If you, you go over a chasm, like, there's a rope across it, like rope swinging, yeah, like not rope limited, swings, not swinging, like but limited combat options, like when you're, tra- or traversal combat. Horizontal rope climbing. Oh, okay. Let's say that, right? Where, you, where you're, Let's call it that. D- your legs are dangling, you're holding with two hands, and it's just hand you're in front just like, of hand. You're just monkey bars kind of thing yeah. with a rope. But then, something like, again, God of War 3. You we really have, have an out for God of War 3 today. Yeah, I think this, this you could have been like, well, yo, that game's ass, and that's the game design I hate. <laughs> well, a game I liked, but there were so many certain specific things, and like, this game could have been perfect if it wasn't for like these like two things. Um, outside of Kratos being who he is, and that whole story. But it, we won't go into that. Um, but yeah, no, it's like, you're crawling across this rope. This happens even in Uncharted and other games to where you're limp, you your abilities and your um, the ways you can deal with enemies are incredibly limited at that point because you're occupied by a rope. Kind of makes sense, right? But they just put this in your face so many times. And like God of War, I'm, I don't want to be sitting there going kick, kick, punch, punch. No, I want to be sitting there swinging swords around, doing flame barriers, doing all this kind yeah. of crazy magical stuff. And I don't want to have to sit there like, and just do this five times to get across the rope, which is a very simple way to kill somebody. I and do have a question for you, though. S- slows slows like, down your progression. Like do, mis- do you think... But let me Officially. Ask, do, do you think that swinging swords and playing with fire are the best mechanics to use around a rope? Because... What yes. if you cut said rope or lit it on fire, then everybody's going to fall. I don't think they let you do that in God of War 3. <laughs> <laughs> but that is somebody, yeah. whoever's listening and making games, please put that in your game and you will see a please I like to- the idea that his, he's like, well, I simply just would not hit the rope. Alex. <laughs> no, I hit the too, rope, I'm it would burn, and I'm a god, so yeah, if I'm I can hold on good. to it. I wouldn't hit the rope, it wouldn't be a problem. I don't know why you can't swing your sword straight, but that's not a problem for me. Yeah, but uh, that's, that's that's one that's a mechanic that's, I don't like. It's not like something that I so think like you're lazy about. It's just a bad mechanic. The way you're describing like though, bad way to slow your progression. The way you're describing though makes make it sound game. like you don't you you more so hate having to deal with the like limited mechanics that you get from when you're in the middle of traveling like that, and not so much the traveling yes. itself. It's like, it's like, like they, oh, it's going to slow down the combat for you, so yeah, you're not as like. Yeah. You don't have to deal with this all the time. It's like that's not a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Especially Puzzles, not in the game. Whatever you want to do is fine to me. 
Yeah, especially not in the game you're talking about, God of War 3, that is a very fast-paced action game. It's Which a lot of swinging, a lot there. of hits. Yeah. yeah, so that makes sense. There's a lot of games like that. Even with Uncharted, like, there's sometimes you're walking across a rope and you have to shoot some people down here and down there. I'm like, I'm not being... The one game I don't mind being kind of stealthy in is Uncharted. But, like, I'm not jumping and punching people. I'm not pulling a gun out behind barriers. I'm sitting there with a rope going pew, 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 pew. I'm like, that's, that's no fun. So what's what's worse... Is it worse hanging by a rope and climbing across like you legitimately would or pulling an Assassin's Creed and dancing across the rope like you're just a tightrope master with no possibility of falling have off? I would 100% rather have that. Okay. Mm. So just... Times. Yeah, so suspend the belief. It's a video game. Who cares? Let me let me walk on my hands upside down if I have to, but let me dance across the top of this so I can still Jump use from my items. 15 stories into there a hay bale? Yes. Assassin's Creed just has things I allow 100,000%. Sure. <laughs> okay. I like it. What's, what's your last one? So Invisible Walls, uh, the last one Slow is, Combat. So the last one I've been called out on before, um, which is uh, the issue I had with Persona 5 Strikers uh, that we talked about, which oh, was... Right. Mm, you need to tell your gamers, the ones who are playing your games, hey, you should probably level up all your characters because you're going to need every character in your entire party that you haven't needed this entire game. Mm-hmm. You've been playing for 20 plus hours. Or simply just put um, an XP you chair chose, in your game. Or also, you've been playing a Persona game. That's what you fucking do in Persona. You play with your four characters. You have your crew. You have your yeah. team. That's who you like. So you play those characters. In this game, you do the same thing. You have your four characters, but at the very end, the very last boss... I'm not going to spoil anything about who that boss is or what you do with it to a point, but let's just say... I think, I think the Sony point, cops are coming f- to your house. I don't like what you're it's saying. Sega, it's Sega. Yakuza. Yakuza. Okay, yeah, They're yeah. sending the actual Yakuza <laughs> Sony, after you. Sony lets me get away with a lot of stuff, and I get That's true. very... Yeah. So, Preston, really quick, so let's give some background to the audience, because I, we know what you're talking about here. So, in Persona, uh, it's, a, it's a game where I you have a lot of friends. I think he talked about it in the show. So, I beat this during the show, so right, everyone has heard but, my complaints about Persona 5, but it's, it's a game you play a long time, 140 plus hours, and you, have, you play with different characters, you can choose from different characters, but you mainly have four characters you play with, and you kind of go through the story with, if you can kind of mix and match, because this person's a fire special person, this person's an ice special person, so on and so forth, for all the elements you can use and have weaknesses against certain characters. Um, you yourself, as the main character, can kind of dabble in whatever they want. So to fill those gaps of what you need, you can usually bounce between and just keep your other three characters. Like, hey, I really like this character, so therefore I don't need lightning attacks, because that person does lightning attacks. Um, so you don't need all seven characters. You play with, like, four of them. Which is, I think, what most I play with three do, of them right? and myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so what, what, um, what the game does is screw you here. So what they did to screw you is you're you're leveling up with your three you plus three, and then you get yes. to the end and they say sorry you need better levels with everybody, which means you have three very under leveled people and they never told you that. So what I did was I played with mostly f- the three other characters besides myself, and I ended up with like seven characters who were like super under leveled, and then when you're facing a final boss there's a three section platform to where you have to assign all of your characters to. So four characters in this platform, four characters in this one, four characters on this one. That's 12. So yeah, 12 characters all together. I had four. So I had eight characters that were very underleveled. 
Some of them I kind of dabbled with a little bit, and you get a new character, so therefore you level that one up enough, but the other one still has some levels. So there were some characters who were kind of okay, but a majority of them, I would say at least half, were probably level 5 out of the 35 to 50 that I had. I can't remember what the actual numbers were. Um, and then you're kind of stuck, because you cannot just quit the boss, go back, do some grinding. Like, that's your save. That's what's happening to you. So what was your option? My option was to suck it up and put high-level characters with each group and hope those don't die. Because if you don't play the other characters, sometimes the enemy kind of just focuses on you because you're put, doing all the special moves, you're doing more damage than most of those other characters. So usually you can kind of pull the aggro, which, for those of you who don't know, which pulls aggression from the other enemies. It's the attention. Um and that's the intention. So, like, I'm playing one character. I'm just doing all the cool, sweet combos with this high-level character. There's some low-level characters kind of doing some things. The only reason why I use them is because they might have the weaknesses to defeat this one platform. Because they pull that same bullshit that... I'm not say bullshit. They pull that same stuff that Persona pulls. <laughs> and there's weaknesses there. I say bullshit because of the levels they made me choose. But either way, I had a bunch of characters under-leveled. There was no super notification. Don't be wrong. They said, hey, do you want to leave this town? We're going to continue on. And if you want to wrap things up, you can, which there's all sorts of side missions. I'm like, no, I just want to kind of finish the game. I'm cool. I got a good level of characters. You know, we can, we can finish the game, right? Nah. Well, yes, you can, but it's going to take a long you did. time and a lot of frustration. Yeah, it was a lot. You, yeah, you did, luckily. I played a lot of chess with the characters that I had, and I finally did it. And we've heard that story before, so I won't bore okay. you too much more with that. But those are my three. Okay. And I, and I, I get walls, that. Horizontal yep. rope climbs and the bullshit with don't remind me to level every fucking character I have. Not, RPG, which I think is not, bad. not sharing uh, to Christian's point. Like whenever your main characters get a level, so should the people in the back of the game, or, like, the people or, in the like, locker even room. If it's a reduced, I get it. Yep. Even if it's a reduced rate, like, like I've seen just a minuscule I've amount. seen games. They'll do like, you know, Final hey, Fantasy is notorious for giving partial levels. Yeah, like they're like, hey, if Pokemon you want to do, great. yeah, po- well, Pokemon just lets you do full levels between all yeah, of it, and yeah, that's great. Levels, yeah, but yeah, yeah. well, they yeah. will like um, what some games will do is like, oh, hey, anybody in your main party will receive like you know the one multiplier for X, like, they'll get you know everything for the battle. Yeah. Anybody who's not gets point seven five. I'm like, all right, that's fair. Like that's fine. That way, True. worse, you know, you know, they're only a few levels behind. Like it's not like it's you know, they're totally under underpowered and useless by the time you yeah. have to get around to use them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it for me. So, so those are his three, Christian. So what are, what are yours? Yeah. yeah. What do you hate? I, so I have two things that I, that I hate. The first one that I'll go with is actually, so I hate like, um, is it an, an inventory system? No, it's an overuse of tutorials, okay. <laughs> right? So, like, I hate, oh, I hate yeah. when games will just sort of dump text at players and go, uh, like, Monster Hunter World is notorious for this. Um, and I love that it game. It became a joke. But, yeah. It, it became a yeah. joke between you and I. Yeah, where we'd be like, oh, it's we're 500 hours in, and here's another tutorial window. Yeah. Um, but I hate when it's just, it's, it's like a wall of text, and they just go, there you go. We're telling you how to do it now. And that's all you get. Whereas I much prefer, I much prefer teaching players through game design, right? So what I mean by that is like a great example is um, is actually Breath of the Wild does this very well. It'll it, it so, but what'll happen is like for instance, you'll come out and you, you'll be walking around and then you see somebody like 
you know, chopping at a tree with their sword or with an axe, you know, whatever, and they hit it three times and then the tree falls down. And then two seconds later, your character gets an axe or a sword and you go, well, the first thing I'm going to do is see if I can do that. And then you go and smack it and sure enough it works and you hit it three times and the tree falls down and you get wood and you go, oh, okay. And then you instantly start to go and as you walk around, you start to see those sort of similar lessons happen throughout the game where like they do a really, really good job of using those uh, in in Breath of the Wild. For those who don't know, um, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, they have these things, uh, these little dungeons in the game that are just like little mini like puzzles basically they're you know and you solve them in a myriad of different ways um but each time each dungeon is is teaching you a a new skill or mechanic that then you are able to go and take out into the larger world of that game and i much i think that that's like such a cool way to do things as opposed to just being like uh you know, walking into a a place and then a little text box that's like, hey, dumbass, use the motion controls. And you're like, okay, cool, I guess. <laughs> Thanks, man. And then you, you know, it just, it takes a lot of the discovery out of the video game experience, for lack of a better... Yeah, I, I would Preston say, what'd you say earlier? Like, baby bumpers, right? Like, it almost... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, makes it a little not too, too yeah. easy. Yeah. And not, not yeah. easy, because you want it to be accessible to everybody, but it, like you said, it it takes the exploration out yeah. of the game. Like, for instance, and I think even, you know, because for accessibility purposes, like, it, it, it's, it can even go, you know, uh, an easier way, too. Like, Morrowind has one of my, fa- it's one of my favorite things in the game. So, uh, for it's Elder Scrolls uh, 3 Morrowind. So, it's like the same people that made Skyrim and Oblivion. It's just this giant open world RPG. Nobody, nobody and listening is ever going to go back and play it. It doesn't matter. That's not true. <laughs> Plenty of people play Morrowind. That's not true. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> But it has one of the best quests that I've ever seen written in a game and performed where you are walking down mm. a path and from the audio you hear like it's like some dude like screaming basically and he sounds like really, really far away and it's getting closer and closer and closer and closer and then some dude just slams down on the ground in front of you and dies. And you go, uh, what the fuck? And so you go and expect the body and then it says he has two things on him. He has a note. And he has uh, boots of infinite jumping, right? And you immediately go, okay, well, this is what happened. The dude jumped and he flew inside, the, like flew super high in the air and then hit the ground and died, right? And you read the note and you're like, that's your guess. And then as soon as you read the note, you go, sure enough, that's what happens. But So you keep these boots in your inventory and you don't even need to test it out to know that as soon as you jump with those boots on... You're going to go a million feet in the air, right? And so, but the game, you didn't, nothing told, like, no window popped up, no, nothing had to be explained. You were shown it by the game, and you instantly knew, okay, that's what these boots do. So, if I ever get to a situation in which I need to, for whatever reason, jump extremely high, like, higher than any other person has ever jumped ever... I think I know what I need to do in that situation. So I'm going to keep these boots, right, for a rainy day kind of thing. But that's the kind of stuff. I think it's really, 
it's it's awesome when games do that, and I think it's 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 really it really pisses me off when like I think even the games that I like still do it right. Like Monster Hunter World does it. Scarlet Nexus was really bad about it. They always had little tooltips and like tutorial windows pop up all the time. Remember, yeah, do this. I'm just like God. Leave me alone with this. Like you <laughs> should you, your game, game your it, game should teach people how to play it itself. I think. Let me add one to you um, in the same thing. It's even worse when you overdo tutorials, but your game supports New Game Plus, and you have to sit through the tutorials again. So New Game Plus, yeah. you finish the the game the first time, you beat all the bosses, you start over with all of your equipment and all of your levels, you're going through it again, super overpowered, enjoying the story, and you, uh, you have to sit through all of those entry-level tutorials again. Mm-hmm. Why? I know. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. As soon, uh, as soon as you said uh, game design that l- lets you, like, learn and explore by seeing things happen, the first thing that came to mind was the uh, sequel-like, sequelitis video of Mega Man X by Ego yes. Raptor. Yep. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite, just in Mega general, Man, video Mega game video, videos of all time. Yeah. Hey, anybody listening, if you just want to tweet at Aaron and, and say he should listen to the show, we would be more than happy for that but um oh God. That, <laughs> yeah but that video is incredible and that's a great example the whole video is a great example of like good game design that allows you to learn just from exploring and seeing things happen yeah like like when a game when i think when a game teaches you what it like through the actual game mechanics and it teaches you how to play the game through that it is much it, it's much preferred like people because you don't you don't feel like you're being like you know talked at like it's you you are interacting with the game and you're just like oh i'm figuring this out this is cool and you know i i think that that is way better um and the other thing that i dislike uh is when you artificially like gate players from parts of your game or like an experience in your game so like an example is a thing that we've been playing and it's it's in front of my mind because of the game that we've been you know that we've been playing with destiny um and it's so there's content in that game that they do not allow you to match make for they basically tell you you have to have six friends or at least six people that you can find on the, that will invite you to their thing, and that's that's it. That's your option. You either have th- that amount of people that are playing this game that will go and do this thing with you, or you can get fucked. And like that's that's their answer. And then well, so the answer that they actually give is you know like well. You know, we want player, and not just Destiny does this. Other games do this too. Like, uh, you know, WoW did it for a really long time. I think Alex, you told me uh, a little while ago that they had changed this the last time you and I were playing fourteen. Um, that they yeah, they have looking for raid and stuff now. Yeah. You can match make for almost anything. Yeah, but for the longest time, they did not have that. Like it was, you know, you had mm-hmm. to find thirty two other people that were willing to let you tag along for a thing, um, or twenty four, you know, however many it is, um, and. But they'll, you know, they say like, well, it's because this this content is really hard, so you want to make sure that you're doing it with people that you can chat with and learn and do these things. Da 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 da. But the problem is, is that there's many, plenty of games that have proven multiple times over that that's not that's not what's needed. Like, 
players can learn on their own and then match make with people and figure it out and it will be fine. Like, and, and honestly, you know, like your success rate might not be as high, right? And that's fine. But at least I got to play it. At least I got to look at it and see it and experience that content in some way, as opposed to just be t- being told like, you know, go fuck yourself. So you can even put up messages and say like, we recommend, even if you match make, you could be like, we recommend using a microphone and speaking with others. Right. Yeah. If you think it's so difficult, you need verbal communication. Like, give a give a warning and say like, we recommend you chat. I don't know. I don't say you should force people to chat because I don't want to talk to seventeen other ever. people. To be honest, ever, no. ever, ever, ever. But like, at least you can say something like that and yeah. still allow us to match make. Because then it's on us. If we fail, it's on me. Right? Yeah, and that's fine. You know, and that's the thing is that I think it's just what it really comes down to is I think what what developers and other teams should be saying is like you know what we didn't put a matchmaking system in that's it period like maybe we'll evaluate doing it later making games is tough right like i'm not like you know out here being like just flip the switch idiots like it's not you know i understand that it's you know game design is hard and and making games is tough but like just just be honest just say you didn't put a matchmaking system in you didn't think about it or you didn't it it wasn't up high on the priorities whatever it was and you'll evaluate it if enough people want it great we'll put it in if not don't know we're not going to do it just say that because when you come out with a reason of well we did it for you right it's like well that's not true and you didn't do it like you know we were talking about 14 a second ago but it's like they that is an example of a game that you can match make with for any of the content you can pair up with randos for the whole i mean alex i think you and i have done or at least unlocked every single everything. thing in that game and yeah. we've done almost everything we've never not been able to match make for something i think this is the only game that i think you and i have talked about this is the only game that we've ever done all of the end game content for like well, and that's the thing people don't people don't realize when you talk about not having matchmaking like it's a pr- it's a problem now because I actually ran into this on Destiny. Christian, you were talking about how you got to do that really fun dungeon. And I was like, oh, I'd love to do the the real Destiny dungeon, right? And I hop in there, and you require three people. And I was like, let's do it. And there was no matchmaking. So, so it dropped me in yeah. by myself, right? And I'm like, well, that's not fun. I can't do anything because there's mechanics that require three people. But so it, it's bad. it's bad now. But what people don't think about is how it's bad onboarding players on old content. 14. Yeah. Let's take 14 for example, Final Fantasy 14. There's been four expansions. If you don't have matchmaking and if you're not giving incentive for current to go, players yes, to go 100%. back and do old stuff, the new players will get locked out of old content forever because there's nobody doing it. So how am I supposed to get 32 people if I don't know 31 others? to go back and do this content with me. You can't unless you yeah. have some sort of matchmaking. And and so not only are you artificially locking people out of current content, but you're artificially locking people out of old content without yeah. matchmaking because nobody wants to go do it. And 14 it, yeah. does a great job at encouraging you to go back and do that old stuff. So like you said, we've had a chance to do yeah. everything. And we've well, never I mean, done that again even before. in Preston's case, right? Like he just made it through the base game and he's, he's in the next expansion with Heaven's Word. But when Preston, when you and I were doing those Which is what, 2016, together, right? Yeah. When you and I were doing those raids together, it took what two minutes to find a group, if that. No, yeah, nothing. Yeah. yeah, especially when you were there with something that we needed with a healer, to get yeah, into a group, yeah, like a high valued uh, class, or whatever you want to call it. Um, you got in there immediately. Yeah, 
two minutes max. Yeah. His, his That's cues if I did myself. Are, the healer yeah, cues, cues baby. Um, so, yeah, I that's that's really bad game design because it creates a terrible experience for your gamers when you don't for your players when you don't incorporate a matchmaking in general yeah for new stuff and but as like you just, stuff. You, if, if you're going to have that kind of con or or your other option is make everything soloable if you really if you think that the not having matchmaking is integral to the experience then you need to make everything soloable so that i and that's that's never going to happen. Now. Right, because the, because As games you can't get better, design, it's never going to yeah, happen. Yeah, you, you you can't design an experience to be completed by one person and also completed by six at the same time, unless it scales. Mm-hmm. So as far as as far as main story stuff and kind of getting through a game of an MMO, um, outside of like special raids to get you more stuff, um, if that's what you're talking about, I would say the Old Republic did that the best because I didn't have friends who played the Old Republic. Right. I got through that main game by myself, doing everything that I needed to do to get through that. I played some fun stuff on the side, um, and I'm sure they have matchmaking now, um, or even maybe back then, but I didn't even need to do any of that. Um, so I can say that's probably one game I can think of that may... Yeah, I mean, you can also just make that content how, not necessary, yeah. True. But, but, but the thing is... How is when all that is, 17 of you players didn't become best friends back in the day, I'll never understand. Oh, You should have all been on a first-name basis. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like, I think the <laughs> the thing is, is even in that case, right? Like, I'm sure the old Republic had did it have an equivalent of dungeons or raids or anything like that? It had dungeons and raids. Okay, yeah. Okay, so like so that's raids. the thing, yeah. right? Is like get special you, items out. You there. should have Matt, but then, because as a player, right? There's like you're paying points, for fair, it, correct? Right? Like you're paying. You paid for the game. You're yeah. paying for. Like I get. Let me see the fucking game that I paid for. Like don't don't yeah. lock me out of a thing. Because I don't I'm know that I didn't do a, lot a of bunch that. of other I'm Star sure Wars Republic, nerds that are going to play the game with me. I'm pretty sure the Republic has a matchmaking. Yeah. I'm just not sure because it's been yeah, a long I'm time. Saying, yeah, I just mean in general. I'm pretty sure I did things with matchmaking. But well, in general, it, yes, I'm pretty sure that's one that doesn't. When it comes to an MMO plus Destiny, because that's how they consider themselves, right? Right. The best content of those games, every cutscene, every trailer, everything you see comes from one of two places it either comes from the intro trailer or it comes from a raid right so like you're getting hyped to buy these games based off of content you only experience with those groups so to your point christian like i paid for the game let me see it if you don't have the ability to let me experience that high level stuff i miss all the stuff that you made me excited about because that's where you hide it all you don't hide it in the story the story is just like the those games don't open until you beat the story. Once you beat the story and you have all this high end stuff, like that's when these games open up. Yep. Yeah. As you can tell, I'm we're all passionate about that one. So I, no, I mean, yeah, um, <laughs> that's a big play, one. We, that's we, a really, we really play big a lot one. of games, man. You. So let's take a look at uh, some list of responses in the list that I have, and I'll get into the yes. things I hate. So. Um, we got a couple listener responses, one from Dustin, who uh, listens and likes to respond to me on Facebook, and I'm really bad that I don't use Facebook, so Dustin, I apologize. Like, I responded to you, <laughs> but two weeks later, because I suck at Facebook. Um, but he said he hates quick time events. And I, I know oh, we've talked God. about this, but I can kind of agree in certain situations. I hate overuse of quick time events, so Preston, God of War, like you said, is a great yes. example. Sometimes they're very, yeah. Just open doors. Like, really? I got a stamp on B to open a door? 
Yeah, use yeah, it chest. for mundane. You have to like hit circle to open a chest. Hold it down if yeah, I want if it's to. Mun- which I think. Go ahead. But to be fair, um, I think the accessibility for the new God of War has that you can just bypass. Yeah, you that. can just hold. Yeah. but older ones but for sure. Know, like, yes. I, I hate when I have to do something when it's like for a mundane task, right? Like if you're gonna do a quick time event, make it cool. Like make it a thing that I have yeah. to that it's like a cool thing to interact with. I also hate quick time events. So, and by the way, just so people are all on the same page, a quick time event is when it gives you button prompts. So instead of just as a timer you know, at the same time, maybe you're you're in a fight. Yeah, maybe instead of a fighting game where you're actually punching somebody, it would pop up and say hit circle X square, circle X square, and you have to hit it like real fast, right? That's a quick time event. So I don't like those if that is the boss fight. So if you let me fight the boss and then you throw it in the middle and maybe it does a cool little action scene, that's fine. But if the whole like boss fight five. is a quick time event, yes. Um, but if it is a quick time event, that bothers me because then you take all the fun out. Like, why did I level my character? Why did I get stronger? Why did I do all this? If you're just going to take it away from me yeah, and I have to quick time the end, that's dumb. Yeah, like, Call just, of Duty is notorious for that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you have to, it has to be unique, right? Like, you have to... And it has to be something... For, so, like, I remember the... Man, the first game that I remember, like, really being entranced by a uh, night... Or a um, uh, quick time event was with... I was watching a friend play Resident Evil 4. And uh, there's a scene in that game with a boss. And it's, like, it's you... It, it's two human people, right? So, like, with Resident Evil, you know, for those who don't know, it's, like, a horror game. So, it's all zombies and things like that. Um, and usually you're fighting like giant grotesque monsters, but in this one particular scene, for whatever reason, you're fighting a dude, like just a same guy as you. And there's a point where uh, it's just it's just knives, right? And so the game knows that in a Resident Evil game, most of the time you just have like one horizontal slash with your knife, and that's it. Yeah, this would be really fucking dumb in a in a boss fight, right? So what they did is this giant like. Or really funny. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. it was a bunch of different, <laughs> yeah. like, timed, and sometimes you had to hold it, so you had to do you know, all these different button combinations and different things um, to enact this, like, giant special forces, like, knife fight kind of thing. I remember being like, yo, this is cool. Like, this is, this is how you do it. Like, because I think it's when you, you know... It, it has to be, for me anyway, it has to be something that is like a unique action and then what's going on in the screen that makes sense, right? So, like, if it's sitting there thinking, you're like, okay, mash Y, now you have to hold Y and mash X and then hold the left trigger and do this, and like, press all these different buttons and it, like, is actually commanding your attention and keeping your, you know, like, oh my god, I can't even keep track of all the things that I pre- like to do these things. I'm like, okay, cool, I'm invested in that, whereas, like, I think, Preston, when you brought up God of War, it's like the, every single time you open a chest in that game, you have to mash yeah. the circle button. And you're just like, mm-hmm. I, at this point, Why? I'm just going to I'm gonna skip over chests because I don't want to do it anymore, yeah. right? Or like if you have to do certain uh, – every single time you grab an enemy in that game, I think, it makes you do a quick time event. You have to – And you're it. like, okay, yeah. well, I'm yeah. just not going to grab anymore. I'll just keep fighting and then you know make their health go away like that unless you're going to force me yeah. to do it. So Christian, can I ask you a question with the Resident Evil Quick Time event? Though that may have been done well, don't you feel like that specific example was more of a uh, product of the times? Because the technology itself wasn't good enough 
to make it end game like the best experience um, for that was maybe a quick time event kinda, because it was an older game on an older console kind of the only reason that i don't know for sure is like so i think it's, it was a genre limitation as a most as opposed to a okay. thing like because because yeah. horror games don't do that in general right like um they're slow yeah like they're typically not like Otherwise, fast you just go through the whole yeah like fast heavy yeah. action so like i i think that that was like the best move for them if that was the scene they wanted to create you know what i mean yeah um mm-hmm. but even then in, in games that came out a little later than that like i think one of the games it's like it, it's one of my favorite games uh probably of all time like just because of how unique and awesome it is but it's called the jura's wrath and it's basically it's like based off of oh, yeah. um like uh hindu mythology i'm pretty sure um and uh it does this the whole game is quick time events um and it's just sections broken up right and it's like this thing where like the boss fight that i remember is like some dude throws like a like a meteor at at the planet and ashura the guy your main character you're sitting there and you're like you had like six arms or whatever, and you're like punching this thing like to go back, and it's, it's very anime. It's not based in you know reality at all, but uh, you had to like get all of these buttons pressing that were controlling like each of those six arms, and it was this whole crazy thing that's happening on the screen. And I don't mind that stuff. Like, I think that's cool. I think, like I said, to me, the only time that quick time really bothers me is if it's a if it's attached to something lame. And B, if it's something that I have to, that's it, not unique. So, like, if I'm doing the same, even if it's a cool action, if I'm doing the same action over and over and over again, I'm going to get extremely bored. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, and then the uh, another one that the listener had, uh, John, said motion controls. Yep. And there are some... <laughs> I... <laughs> can say the opposing but continue so i mean i honestly i'm with i'm with christian on this one and so what john actually said was look if i'm sitting on the couch don't make me have to like get up or move in a way that's unnatural to conform to your stupid controller and your stupid motion controls just let me hit the buttons and i could not agree more let, because just let me turn them off i, I have i have played even... yep yeah no go ahead go ahead i was gonna say let me turn them off like i don't even care when you include them like like the a lot of the remakes that Nintendo is putting out recently, they're like, oh, we give Sky you an sword. option, like it, you can do it with motion or you can turn it off, and I'm like, that fine, thank you. Like, just all I want you to do is just let me turn it off because I understand that there's some people that really like that and it's immersive for them and it's a whole thing. It is fucking garbage to me, and it doesn't. The problem is is that motion controls. It's a thing where it'll never be perfect, right? I wouldn't have a problem with motion controls if they were as accurate as button, like as as uh, analog controls were, all of the time. But they're not. I can only think of one game. Which one? Flower. Yes. So in that, but with Flower though, I, I know, but they are very accurate. But and they do very but so well. But so, but yeah, I, they're not. So that's like. The game was made for motion controls. Yes, but the it's not like they're accurate so much as that the game the game is designed in a way to make up for the limitations that motion controls present. Like none of the goals that you have to hit in Flower are like pinpoint on the thing. I'll, are you sh- I, are you kidding I, me? Okay, right there's now? the one horror level, and it's the be- like it's the no. 
no, I'm saying like even the flowers themselves. The the people who haven't played Flower, it's a very chill, very cool game outside of the one scary level. But you play as a petal that pops off, and you are finding like flowers out there that haven't like budded, and you're touching them, and then all of a sudden the flowers pop up, and yeah, you're kind of creating the land. You and just have to be in cool. that general direction. You're doing this with, you're just doing this with a certain controller, but you're tilting controller to the left, like you would steer like a spaceship yeah. in your hand if you're playing a kid's toy, and your pedal kind of goes to the left, right. Um, but you're going through certain pathways. If you want to like watching speedruns, really cool because they just fly through all these things with pinpoint accuracy. But the goals point. that like, they have they're, to they're, hit they're, are not like you're not you're not ever like boxes. I understand yeah, like, that. You're, you're you're never having to like thread the needle in that game. It's always just yes, you are. I don't. There's a couple levels. Not, There's like two or three. The levels only thing the I remember is the scary level, and that one that was the worst level in the game. But if you're good at it. And you know how to use a motion controller, right? Okay, all right. It's called getting yes. good. Yeah. Ten, ten episodes, and we finally found what sets Preston off, and it is trashing I, motion like, controls. Don't don't talk yeah. trash on I'm flower. not trashing on flower. I'm saying that, that they designed it well in a way that a lot, like they made up for the limitations of motion controls. They made it so that anytime that I'm playing that game, I can sit there and go, Oh, there's the giant thing of flowers that I need to hit to like make my trail larger, and so I get to go. Oh, I'll just go to the left nicely and then slam into the big target that they made for me, and I get to hit that and then keep moving and keep going. It's a very I love flower. I'm not trashing on flower at all. I'm just so it, but, trashing the controls as well. So the, I'm no, saying they designed it. It's, it's to the medium. Stop. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the medium, what, what they did well was they used the, the gyroscope technology in the controller. For to, what it's for, when yes. you When you turn left, you move left. When you turn right, you move right. But motion controls get control really backwards, bad. I go backwards. Great. But where motion controls get bad is when, like, you're playing Twilight Princess or you're playing Skyward Sword and you have to, you're oh, yeah. steering with one finger and then you have a wand in your other hand and you're slicing the sword and... Like, are you doing a cross slice? Are you doing horizontal up and down? And like, it never tracks right because that required more than a gyroscope. That requires positioning With a sensor of you and your device and a sensor yeah. to, to that, stick together. And I agree, I, like, that's bad. Even outside of, like, the adventure, like, even to a different genre that you think motion controls would work in, like, with shooters, right? It's fucking, like, I still, I love Metroid Prime. I've only played one through two. I've never played three. And I will never play three until they release a version that does not make me use motion controls. Because no. I, it's it's awful. Like, I don't want to sit there and have to shaky hand aim. Like, and the whole thing is, they're like, well, you know, don't play for that long. Only play for, like, a half an hour at a time. It's like, I don't want to do that. I want to play the game when I want to play the That's game, not, right? yeah. And so you're sitting, like... And it's just not fun. And there's sometimes where, like, you're positive that you're aiming a certain direction and then the sensor doesn't work right. And you're like, oh, okay, well, now I'm getting shot up yeah. by the space pirate because I can't actually aim over there. And it's, like, making you do all these different things to get, like, even, I think in this, the, if I remember correctly, I remember there's parts in Metroid Prime 3 where Samus is in ball form and you have to, like, flick the Wii remote to, like, get her to do, like, the bomb jump, like, while she's in the ball form, and there's plenty of times where it just doesn't register, so you sit there flicking the Wii remote yeah. like a fucking idiot, and nothing happens on the screen, <laughs> and you just get Everything frustrated. you do on the Wii makes you look like an idiot. Yeah, that's Yeah, not to be fair, yeah. Yeah. So, my, my problem with motion controls is, is that they're not always accurate, but I've played more games that are bad than are good, 
And I've never really seen motion controls used in any other way than a tech demo. So like some new technology comes out, a couple of early games utilize that new technology to show you what it can do, but then it never takes off from there. So like all of those games are just like little tech demos. And I think that's what they can do. And it's always done poorly. I think the only, the only time that I think motion controls make sense are when they are attached to short VR experiences. That is my opinion. Like that's when they work best because it's, and when I say short experiences, the, the reason I say that is because when you are when you are focused on making a tight experience for like an hour, like an hour long, maybe two or three at most, it allows you to spend a lot of extra time designing mechanically how those motion controls are going to work and how they're going to interact with each other. And so that they come out feeling really tight, right? Like, Alex, I know you played... Uh, when we when I had the PSVR, you were the London Heist demo that came that came with it, and that was all yeah, motion controls, and you had no issues. It was totally fine. And I think if you but and you'll notice that in VR, when there's a game that's about to make a longer uh, experience, they automatically say also you can play with the dual like the controller because we're not going to make you oh, do yeah. that right. Like Resident Evil is a long ass game but you can play the whole thing in VR with a controller because they know that you are not going to want to do motion controls that whole time because it's just not. Yep. Yeah. It's tiring. It's not accurate. So, so let's, so that was our listener feedback, but let's take a look at a list of just what general game players, general people think are bad. And uh, as I run through this list really quick, you can just tell me agree or disagree. Right. So we'll do it quick. So first one, defeating a, defeating a player, especially a boss in a cut scene. People hate. Agree or disagree? Yeah, yeah, it depends, I, but I, I agree. Like I think it, I agree most yeah. of the time. But like, I think as long as I think if I fought the boss and like it was during gameplay, and then the cutscene has like the end where like the finisher happens, yes. but it's very cool. Yes, I'm okay with that. But if the whole thing is just a cutscene, then I'm yeah, that's lame. Okay, correction for yeah, same unskippable cutscenes. Awful. Agree or disagree? Lord, I agree. Fuck. Yes. Awful. Trash. Fuck it all together. Again, same thing, especially <laughs> in New Game Plus. Don't make me watch this again. Um, no jumping, can't jump over high waist or waist high barriers. We've addressed that. Yep. Preston, we know we all agree on that one. Yes, sir. Um, invincible locked doors, same thing. So, here's one. NPCs, so non-player characters who you have to follow but are slower than you. Oh, Like, they yeah. never run. Escort yeah. missions and shit like yeah. that. Maybe yeah. Like not running as fast. Yeah. I hate that. Mm-hmm. And then like, if you go too far, they just stop like why they wouldn't keep walking. I don't know, but they just stop. So then you have to go back and find them. Awful. Like, the worst one way back in the day was like rogue squadron on N64. Like you're escorting some ships and your ships are always faster than those fucking like escorts. So you're mm-hmm. having to double back, kind of fly around them. Like just, just fly as fast as me. We're all ships. I, but I don't think all planes fly the same speed. <laughs> No, but it's Star Wars. They all have the fucking capability to fly as fast. No, but see, remember, remember, Alex has he. So only certain ships can only go certain fast, and it wouldn't make any oh, sense sorry. for one ship to go fast in space and not the other. Yes, uh, he's a believer of models. true Star Wars sci-fi. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, and then we've addressed this one. <laughs> outdating content making you miss out we we talked about that yeah. so let me tell you yeah. the list of game design Wait, that i hate i was gonna and, say i was yes. like yeah i, I want to hear what you yeah. hate yeah, yeah yours yeah. sir 
Yeah, so the things I hate, this list, uh, I made this list today, actually, upon completing another game. So game design that I hate. So I've realized a few things. I realized I hate math. I hate time-wasting side quests that create artificial length. Now, now, now. Poorly designed minigames. Bad camera angles. Secrets that you wouldn't know unless you follow a guide. Hidden 100% story systems story beats the discount the first game i hate gear systems that don't make sense new characters that replace old characters but are exactly the same i hate annoying side characters that are made more not annoying for humor's sake i hate arbitrary trophies that force me to interact with a bad system because the devs think it's cool i once again hate math i hate dlc for dlc's sake that ties in that doesn't tie into anything you just did I hate confusing party systems. I hate games of chance that hold something required to move on, forcing you to reload saves and repeat the process <laughs> over and amazing. over until the video game gods smile upon you. And did I say I hate math? So what he's saying is he it's hates Final Fantasy X-2. <laughs> and Preston, yep. when I said he came on this, I said he would come on the show. I said he would complain about it. I said you mute this man for the rest of the episode. And I, I cannot believe you spent so long playing that fucking game and you knew it was trash we had talked that it was trash everybody on the internet there's nowhere on the internet that you can go outside of some like weebs that are like oh shit man a fucking you know riku and pain are so sexy you play the game because they're hot that's it there's no one else that likes that game because it is fucking garbage that is my hill that i'm dying on i don't care uh, you know what As a matter of fact email <laughs> lines are open if there's any fans of that game out there that listen to this and want to fight i'm down you name the place Come and yeah me, we bro. will talk about how that game is fucking trash by the end of, uh, there's no way that i will come away from that conversation that i have with you as a person and be like oh you know what you've changed my mind 10 is actually great no it's bad and i don't feel bad I for think... you because you did it to yourself <laughs> you could have quit anytime you wanted <laughs> I think the words that are often used on the internet is it's a divisive game. But it's not. So, it's, it's not. not. It's, de- it's, it's, it's very one-sided. So here's, so here's the thing. I, I, for a long time playing that game, and I didn't, I, I did actually look at the timer. I'm not going to tell you how long I ended up playing it, but I will tell Say you it. this to give you a hint. I played the game longer than James Franco was in a cavern with his arm stuck behind a rock, and then he chose to cut it off. Oh, shit. That's 140 so, hours. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> so, um, the, the, the thing is, like, I told you along the way, the things that sucked the most are, like, the, the poorly designed mini games that required you to do math and other stupid shit, and, like... The characters other than Yuna and Riku were really bad and like they were made more annoying and they forced you to interact with these stupid systems and all that was bad. But the main storyline was good, right? And like I was having fun with the main storyline. The biggest problem is there was so much side stuff that it takes you away from the main story for so long that you kind of get pulled away and you forget how good the main storyline is. But the main storyline was good. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. So the main story was good until I got to the end. Aww. And when I got to the end, literally the final mission, you come up against this huge yeah. robot thing and it's incredible looking. And like even the Shuyin story, Christian, I know you think it's dumb. It rewrites it, no, Titus. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't do no, it. it. But the, it doesn't but do it. No, it, it, it doesn't. It's, it's not that it rewrites him. It's that that's what it is attempting to do. It's that Shuyin looks you look at me in my eyes right now and tell me that they are not trying to recreate Titus <laughs> with his webcam. design. No, and so and I had that problem too because the story itself of Shuyin 
would have been fine. You didn't need to make him look like Titus. That was actually an issue I had. But you it was, did. It was more confusing. It was more confusing making him look similar. The problem um, is, is that so if they was, didn't make him look similar, then Yuna would have saw that video and been like, "Huh, some rando," and would have never left the would have never decided to go on the quest that she went on to begin with. There's no because at the end of Final Fantasy X, she already learned the lesson. There was nothing else. No, I, I know, but like you could have written another story beat that took them on the same quest, and and it was fine. Yes, but the end. My biggest problem is like there's so many ridiculous plot holes in this like this awesome huge mech that is was built to defeat sin in the first game and built to save the world is controlled by a keyboard so the entire final like before you get to fight the final boss you have to do a music puzzle that requires you to like get different chords and put them in a keyboard to play and i'm thinking they go into a cutscene and they show shuyan like playing the keyboard to control this thing and i'm like who thought that was cool? Like, do you really think it's cool having your, like, antagonist playing a keyboard to control this huge weapon? That's dumb. That's like some dude that's graded a keytar just, like, walking off stage and be like, look how cool my keytar is. It turns into a gun. It's like Desperado if it was done in the 80s. Like, oh, awesome. Like, no, that's stupid. Nobody said a keytar gun was awesome. So I really enjoyed the main story until I got to the final cutscene and when I got or the final fight. That's copium right there. That is copium right there because that main story is fucking garbage. It's not. It's really okay. It it really wasn't bad. And but the end ruined the whole story. And then when it ruined the whole story, you sit back and you look at how bad everything else was, and it's just like, oh my goodness. Like, this is bad. Like This is how I know that I, your wife, I think your wife actually likes to see you suffer in some ways. Like, there's, like, some sort of, like, deep down guttural joy that she gets from it. Because no one that lives, like, that lived with, should have let you continue to play that game. Like, an, an act of mercy from her would have been to smash your PS5. <laughs> and been like stop it she, I'm saving you from yourself I forget she's gonna do that for Destiny 2 <laughs> I forget where I was in the game she does this occasionally too especially with older games because I mean that game's 20 years old right um, but she'll walk by and like I'll be playing something and she'll be like this game looks stupid and I'll be like yeah but it's like 16 years old like you have to give it a little bit of credit or whatever it's 20 years old like come on she's like no what I'm watching right now in this character it looks stupid and I'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> well in the case of Final Fantasy 10 too she was dead on she was not wrong she's not wrong so so this topic that we that we covered um, came up partially because of 10 2 which is full of bad game design <laughs> obviously it, yeah, obviously <laughs> but it also therapy too it it will but <laughs> it, it also came up because of an article i read about game design and i don't remember i should have pulled it up earlier um i think it was ign.com actually and i found the link through kotaku and it took you to ign or something but it was an article written by a female developer who just talked in general about like you don't realize how hard game design is and i do have a question i do have a question in this topic this is where we're going with this so she talked about some of the simple things like the stuff that you wouldn't imagine takes a lot of time. She says uh, one of them, one of the things that took her the longest to code and she worked for a big company. She didn't say which one, but was coding an elevator. 
She goes, because the minute you code an elevator to take a player from one floor to another, you now create a gap on that base floor that opens up the possibility of a lot of things to happen. Like, what happens if you fall through? What happens if something gets stuck underneath? What happens if another NPC, a computer-generated character, walks underneath of that thing? Then you also have to code the button. And what happens if two people hit the button at the same time? Like, does it wait? Or or how does it process that, right? So just, like, simple things you don't think about. And then she went even further and talked about the act of jumping. Like, if you're playing a computer game and you want to jump, maybe you code the jump button to spacebar. Right. So you hit spacebar and you jump it. Pretty simple. But what happens if you want to jump from a squatted position? Or how does the game handle if you want to jump while running? Oh, yeah. I mean, the infinite permutations that come from that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And it's just like talking about how hard game design was. And this one was just kind of funny, so I added it. But even the localization, like um, one company coded the game to say in-game, like it was a, a message from a person that said, like, socialize with your friends. But then when it got localized, that auto-generated to support socialism with your friends, which is hey, pretty funny. Yeah. It was, it was in Poland. It was pretty funny, but it got caught. So it's just from, from coding a game from the world to the character and the size of the games nowadays, there are so many things you have to think about. I mean, it's always been hard. Like, Millions. It's, yeah. Right? Yes. So, so here's my question. Do you think games like Final Fantasy X to... Um, God of War 3, some of the bad game design that we've mentioned, the quick time events and other stuff. Do you think these are a product of game design being difficult? Do you think it's a, a, a product of timelines? Like people are forced to put out games quickly, so it's like path of least resistance. We have this, let's throw it in. Or do you think that poor game design comes out of pure laziness? Like it's a money grab, right? Like we're going to put it out, people are going to buy it, who cares? So... Um, so yeah, that's that's where I wanted to go with this topic after I yeah. had some catharsis of talking about Final Fantasy X too. I can go, I can go, because <laughs> I have I'm I. This is like on the opposite side of thing. Like this is another thing that really like sort of grinds my gears, quote unquote. So I this you know it, this is gonna be Christian soapbox for a second. Um, <laughs> I think that ninety nine point nine 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 repeating infinitely percent of the time the reason that these things happen are because either a because game design is it's fucking hard and two uh because genuinely uh someone on the team like you know the the producer the executive you know the design whatever they thought that it was cool like genuinely they put that in because they thought i think so that there is very somebody thought sphere break Yes. Th- that math game that here's, i explained let, they let, thought that was cool yes i think so but here's what i'm saying i think that very, like, an infinitesimally small amount of times is it because somebody is just being lazy. Um, and I think you can tell when that is, but I think, and this is the part where I'm going to get a little soapboxy, the people that go on the internet and tag devs and scream at them and say that, like, you know, lazy devs or, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Garbage. You're dumb as fuck. You have no idea what you're talking Garbage. about. You have no idea what it takes to make anything. And if you did, you wouldn't be saying the thing that you are saying right now. Like, even even when it comes to something what what people assume to be as simple as, like, concept art, 
concept artists work yeah. their like their asses off. Like it is so hard to just take a nebulous oh. idea that some dude walks in with um, from a story. Are you thinking of Mythic Quest? Is that's why you're laughing, Alex? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. But, but it is. Where he's like, I, I described it, and you and you pulled it right out of my brain. He's like, you guys are so good. You just turn it around instantly, and the guy's like. I have a master's and I've worked on this for 14 hours today. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I haven't seen my family in a week. Yes. Like, yeah, that's exactly like, it's so, it's just like that. Like they, they make that joke for a reason. Like it's because there, there is just no part of this process that's easy. And, and honestly, if people took the time to actually ask somebody either a, that's made a game before or B that's been in the field or, you know, whatever, um, the, the answer almost always is those people know and they want to fix it. Like if it's, if it's something that's genuinely busted or broken or it's not interacting correctly or it's bad or it's not what was intended or anything like that, almost always developers know and they want to fix it. And in the, in the situations in which uh, they genuinely thought it was cool and then player feedback was like, no, this is awful – Again, it was not a thing where they were trying to hurt you with this design. It was genuine. I'm almost positive that nine times out of ten, like it's, it is because somebody on that team in a higher position, whoever, thought that that was a cool thing, liked it, and wanted it in the game, and that is as far as it went. Because there's so very keep few in time- mind too, like. No, no, keep going. Yeah, the only thing that, like, it's it's just, there's nothing more infuriating than seeing people say these things, like, you know, lazy devs, you know, blah, 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 whatever, because you, you, you just have no idea what you're talking about. And, like, it's even, even games that, like, are super polarizing, right? Like, I know there's a lot of people that play that, uh, that horror online game, um, Dead by Daylight, right? Where like one person plays as the killer and four people play as the or whoever, however many people play as the you know escapees that yeah. are trying to run away. And like, I I've never played that game, but I've seen I know a lot of people play it. Like it's huge, and every single time like that is has been called out multiple times as one of the most like toxic communities ever because they just berate the devs all the time being like you know oh you put this perk in for this particular killer or this particular survivor and you're just making it easy for people to cheat you want people to cheat you don't care how come you haven't fixed this already it's been 12 hours how come you haven't and you're just like dude like this is not you don't know what you're talking about like it's so it's so insanely difficult to do these kind of things. Uh, so yeah, I mean, to make a long story short, cause I know I'm just rambling at this point, but I think that that's why I think my opinion on this question is that there's just, you're able to tell when I think something is a money, when you, when something is a money grab, right? Like we talked, yes. we had an episode of this show where we talked about like mobile money grabs, right? Like, and, or, or just mm-hmm. money grabs in general where like some game basically ripped all of Hades code and then just put a skin of, like, you know, uh, Greek mythology on it, and then, or not Greek, uh, Nordic mythology on it, and sort of mm-hmm. clap their hands and say, hey, we did it, we're done. That is that is truly being lazy, right? You're stealing somebody else's hard work and ideas and doing it to make a quick buck off of somebody, you know, 
a game not being available somewhere. You know, we talked about it with like Donut County and that whole .io game. Like that, you know, I won't retrace that. Go back and listen to the episode. But like we, that's that's I think in those situations it's very clearly laziness. But other than that, it's it's one of those two things. It's game design is hard so, as hell, or yeah, somebody wanted it. I genuinely I believe, by the way, that, that for devs... Final Fantasy X-2, if you're asking me if I think that somebody on that team that made that game with that story felt that math was also a fun like side minigame, the answer is a resounding <laughs> absolutely. Did you see the rest of that game? Of course that decision got made. <laughs> well, I, I believe that they thought that was cool because somebody at Square also included math in Final Fantasy XIV in one of their dungeons, too, which is stupid. Oh, God, um, I forgot about that. Yeah, but, yeah, But, but uh, and I, I'll never blame the devs here because the devs are hired to do a job and they do their job at the best of their ability, and we've talked about that. But when I say laziness, I think sometimes that maybe it's on the on the, on the the Oh, sure, yeah, right? yeah, like I wasn't, I wasn't if you're having trouble, you were saying that, but yeah. Yeah, but I was going to say, if you're having trouble, I mean, really, this, ha- look, this has to have happened. It can't be 99% of the time that somebody thinks it's cool because you have to think that there are teams, smaller teams out there that have gotten to the end of a, a, a boss fight or something. They wanted to do something different and they wanted to do something cool and they just cannot code it right. And they're like, you know what? QTE, QTE it. Quick time event. Just throw it in there and, and call it done because we can't get what we really wanted to work. So let's just give it a quick time event and move on. Right? Mm-hmm. And you don't think that happens? I see you shaking no, your head. So like, I, I feel that like it has to happen more than you think there it is, does. So there is, there, 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 there are times where corners get cut. Now, I will say, like, this is coming from my perspective as somebody that worked in, like, development work for a little while. I did not do any sort of game development. I was just, like, purely, like, code development. Um, but, no, I think, like, so feature creep can happen. Like, you can, you can overscope and be like... Oh boy, we got to cut this down. Like we, there's no way we're ever going to meet this deadline if we have all of this stuff yeah. in here. Um, so that that does happen, um, but very rarely is a thing where you say this would be what would work best, and then you rip the whole thing out and go, let's just put this like garbage thing here as a placeholder because I know it'll work. Like I think. There are situations where something like that happens, but it's not that extreme. So, for instance, like, I think there are there are definitely times where you will have an iteration of something that was really cool, and then it's not going to meet the deadline. And so a watered-down version of, like, but down to the mechanics, it would be the same thing, right? So you would never, like, I don't... Because it would take just as long to rip out a whole idea and then slam in a QTE event because you're just, you're completely starting back from square zero, right? So to what you're talking about, it does happen, but I think it's not, it's not that extreme. So like, I think like something really cool could be in and then an extremely watered down version of it will be the final product because of time issues, maybe even a lack of skill uh, like you know, like I like generally scope like or genuinely scope creep and feature creep, like that happens. Uh, yes, like you can absolutely overscope, and you we're 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 all looking at you, cyberpunk. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. And that is, I mean, dude, that game is like a perfect case study for this, right? Like, and you can actually see where a lot of those down, like the downgrades that you're talking about, Alex. That stuff 
is Cyberpunk is actually a perfect example. When you look at the PC version and then you look at the con- like the console version, the same base mechanics are there, but it's just a way shittier version of the one that somebody else got. You know what I mean? Like, the, oh yeah, that happens for sure. I just don't think it's that extreme, like of like you know ripping out a whole system and putting a brand new one in. But also, I've never made a okay. game, so I could be fucking wrong. Like that could totally happen. But yeah. I'm just, in my experience, I, that's that's typically. Hey, hey, we're experts here, consultants. It's true. We, yeah, we I have consultants, consultants experts. Yeah, nothing yeah. and everything at the same time. Uh, Preston, thoughts? Um, I mean, I agree for the most part with Christian. I mean, I, I even said though, to be fair, um, when we got to the invisible wall section of my section, I I did say it was lazy game development. Um, that was a little harsh, um, but I do feel that it you wasn't. could have. <laughs> I do feel you could have ways around that, uh, but also you could have some asshole from corporate going, I don't like the way that wall looks. You need to put some smaller rocks around there. And like, we can, but it's outside the level. Like, that's why we have that big wall there. Like, ah, it doesn't matter. It looks like shit over there. I want, yeah. want to make it look a little bit better. Someone can come in there and kind of put their, you know, two cents in that doesn't really fucking matter because um, they want it the way they want it. Um, but overall, I, I would agree with the question 100%. Um, the only thing I would recommend is uh, there are... I've read one of them, um, but he has another book. Uh, there's a gentleman and a journalist called Jason Schreier. Oh, yeah. Um, his he books made are dope. a fantastic book I read that's called Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. And it goes through a myriad of uh, games. Like, you know, I'm looking at it now. Diablo 3, Destiny, The Witcher, Uncharted 4, Pills of Eternity... You know, Star Wars 1313 is even in there and what happened with that game development. And the shit that these people have to go through is astonishing. Uh, even the Dragon Age one is in there. There's, there's so many good stories in there. I wouldn't necessarily good as in what happened to them, but as far as like informing you on how game development and how shit and how fucked it can be. Um, and sometimes how good it can be because there's some good stories in there yeah. too. Um, but like Star Wars 1313. That game was never made. We all wanted it. We all loved the trailer for it, but there's a whole story in there of why that just went completely downhill. I am um, so buying that book about game right design, now. Oh, dude, I can't believe yeah, yeah, it's really good. And he has a new book uh, that came out this year. Was like, I think it's Press Reset. Press, I pulled it press up. Reset. Yeah, yeah I just press saw reset. It. I haven't yeah. read that one yet. It's kind of the same thing, I think. Yeah, I haven't read that one either. But um, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels was fantastic. I read that one all the way through. And it's just every chapter is a different game and just kind of the trials and tribulations of working with that whether or not it was things we talked about like destiny where there's hr issues or if it's just crunch or if it's you only have this much you know crunch with this much time to make the game all sorts of things but it does kind of give you an insight on game development and what actually can happen behind the scenes if you're curious that's jason schreier books like blood sweat and pixels we we now have a new goal to uh get jason 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 schreier on this podcast that's, that's a big one. Man, hey, you're talking about a dude that's got some industry fucking not that's cred, yeah. Yeah, that dude. Um Okay, so he knows people. Let's uh <laughs> so let's end it with this. Um yes. Final Fantasy Ten Two is a bad game. Yep, let's all go home, folks. We're good, we nailed it. <laughs> hey man, so we came to conclusion. I I will say what I want to say about that game in just a moment. Um so I'm gonna end it with this. I'll give you a second to think about it. We're going to end with one game that you think is a great example of shit game design. So one game that you've played that you can tell us all we never need to play because it's so poorly. Like, you've done it. Nobody else needs to do it. It's awful. So one game of bad game design. Sorry. And then you can go last. And then one game that you think has great game design. And I'll go first. 
So clearly my game with poor game design across the board is Final Fantasy X 2 I've played it. I put a lot of hours into it. No one ever needs to. If you want to talk about it and want to know what happens, you can come and talk to me. If you want to try and say that it's a good game, then you can go and talk to Christian, um, where we'll both agree that it's a bad game. Yes. So when it comes to... I, I still plan on platinuming that, though. Of I, course I you do, because left. you have a sickness. Anyway. Um, <laughs> when it comes to good game design, I'm actually just picking some games I've played recently. Um, well, one I played semi-recently about a year and a half ago, and then the others are recent. So um, Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royale, I think, has great game design. It has character. It has charm. It has a great buddy system. It's deep, but it can also be pretty easy to understand. Royale, for sure. Has, Royale, yeah. yes. I have that on here. Um, it has a great combat system that's fluid, even down to the menus. Like, the artistic aesthetics of the menu as you're just Second going from, you know, items to party or whatever, like, your character moves and changes. There's different actions and sound effects. It's great. Uh, another one that I had was Yakuza Like a Dragon. Many of the things I just said are here, plus the fact it's just one of the most humorous and wholesome games I've played in a long time. Hades is a great example of game design from a small yeah, Every team. game they've made, but yes, yeah, Supergiant just yeah. knocks out of the park. Hades, you know, Bastion and some of the other, or Transistor, I think Transistor takes a little bit of time because it's a very specific type of gameplay that I didn't love. I liked Bastion better than Transistor, yeah. um, but Hades, I was all in on. And then I honestly think Fall Guys has ga- good game design. Yeah, it's phenomenal. You know? It's it's small. Yeah, this, hey, just so everybody <laughs> clear, all the listeners are clear. This is a pro Fall Guys podcast. There, yeah, there will be no pro. Fall Guys yeah. slander. No, it's it's a it's small team. The, if you want to complain about latency and lag, that's one thing. But when it comes to what the game design is, it's very apparent for like it. Very few buttons. It's straightforward. It tells you what it is. It's fun little mini games. The characters look fun and entertaining, and it looks polished. Good game design. So, uh, I told Preston he could go last. We can continue to think on it. Christian, please. What's a good example of a game <laughs> that's yeah. bad I, I, and a game that's good? I thought you were <laughs> going to do this. Yeah, you were going to go. So I told Preston he could go last, but I've lied. He has to Boy. go right now. Go, no. Preston. <laughs> No, it's going to give him time to think about it. So a bad one that I can think of, and this is mostly just because it's on my mind um, because of the the last, it might have been a couple episodes ago, but when we were talking about like, you know, junk food games and, and stuff like that. Um, so there was a, and I use this term very lightly, but sequel uh, that came out to the Katamari series that I've talked about on the show before. <laughs> Um, called Touch My Katamari, and it was just a mobile ver- It was just a clicker, basically. That's a terrible name. It is, for it's a very game. bad. But you just sit there and you tap the screen, and that's it, and then it's just this whole thing. And, you know, so the reason that I think that's bad game design is that you took, you, you took everything that was great about that game and series and you just threw it in the garbage. And you said, what, what could I do? How could I make a Katamari game, but do it in a way that includes nothing of anything that the good things that of, of the good things that people liked? Like, what if I just took none of the good things, and I didn't take any of the bad things either, and I just made a game with this name on it? Like, what could the, what would that look like? And it's like the answer is stupid and awful. <laughs> maybe maybe we should call that game Katamari Ten Two because that's. 
literally <laughs> the same thing that happened in my experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but I like they. Unlike yours, I didn't put 150 hours in to touch my Katamari to say I hated it. I just knew I hated it and set it down. Um, but I uh, like it's just it's all around awful, and it's like th- those are the games that I like because I I mean you guys know me like even when I, like I I think more Preston is pretty close to me I think in this, but we like I go back and play old games a lot like a yes. lot a lot. And I'm, like, very – it's very easy for me to put myself in the headspace of, oh, okay, this game is 16 years old. This is what I should be expecting. This is the – like, this is the criteria that I will evaluate it against. And it's not like I'm going to, you know, evaluate, like, a site bike to Uncharted 4. Like, it's like it's not even – you know what I mean? Like, it's just not even a fair comparison. You're not going to hold Goldeneye against him, them having just one thumbstick. Right, yes. Like, yeah, That's you have to, time, yeah, you, I've, in my opinion anyway, you have to evaluate the thing in, in the time in which it, like a game in which the time yeah. it came out. But, like, I think it's fair to say, like, oh, wow, look at how far we've come. Like, this is how, you know, mm-hmm. dated it was back there or whatever. But, like, when you're actually rating the game on the on the merits of itself, I think that it has to, you know, be with that time. So, uh, you know, I do that. So it's very hard for me to think of things where I'm like, boy this is just bad um but that is that that i think is my like biggest time where i will look at a game and go nope this is garbage and then you just immediately uninstall it delete you know whatever it is you stop and it's when you you know you are either a you're trying to be inspired by something right so you're like emulating something or it's a sequel to a thing that's already great um or that people liked and you just take those things and just go fuck it and throw them right in the garbage and you're like no nah, i'm just gonna do this you know totally random idea but have none of the charm and thoughtful design and any of the stuff that came with it and just you know it's gone now um as far as good design i think we'll keep it simple only because you know i could go on and on about games that i think are extremely well designed and really cool um but i think the one that i'll say is just uh, the Devil May Cry series, like that whole series, I think is 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 really good design. Um, no, it is. No, the new You're ones are sure. No, the first game had some of the worst camera angles. Oh, oh, sorry. I should be, no, I should be very stuff. specific. You're, you're correct. I should be very specific. Devil May Cry three, four, and five. That is what I will there say. I think the one. Okay. I think one is an extremely interesting, like period piece. Like the, the oh, I like the game. The yeah. game was fun. Don't like get me wrong, that, but like, well, just I mean in general, like the and I could do a whole episode about this, but the way that game came about and how it even was created in the first place is like it. It's a miracle that 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 game even exists. Two is very bad. Two is awful. Uh, two is actually a great example of what I was talking about with Touch My Katamari, where they took all the things you liked about Devil May Cry, threw it right in the garbage, and then made it so like y- it was just you were playing a different game. Like it's it's awful. Anyway, nah, but with two you with two you could play as a girl through the same missions but different on a separate disc. It was a two disker for it's PlayStation still, it's Two. It's still bad. Yeah, it's, <laughs> two discs. Yes. Anyway, but three, four, and five specifically is what I'll, there's. Yeah, the, that's the thing. I, okay. They're so extremely well designed and. There's just every single corner and inch of that game is polished in such a nice way that makes it feel extremely satisfying to play. And yeah, I those would be my my examples of good game design. There's there's nothing I love more than exploring a random part of a map. 
and like getting down a hallway or something that even dead ends and just like there be detail in everything that you see. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's just good. All right, Preston. All right, Preston, your time has come. Oh, no. Um, I would say bad game design is really hard to think of, especially on the spot. Um, so I did kind of look up on, I just look up bad games <laughs> and then like I got the Wikipedia of list of video games notable for negative reception. So I'm just kind of like scrolling through like what one like a bad reception. What's, what's the worst and, on uh, that list? The worst. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you the worst. I mean like okay. Superman 64. There's a lot of them on here. Um, <laughs> but, um, like there's even like mentions like no man's sky. Obviously that got better. Um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of them on here, but the main vein I'm kind of seeing here, and I'll agree with Christian on this one, is you're deviating from what made the game good. You want my you want my most pissed off, like, I hate that they do this kind of visceral Give reaction. It Preston. Nintendo has been squandering Star Fox for too fucking long. Oh, just yeah, no, that's fair. What yeah. I want. The Everyone same game, agrees. just new different levels, more stuff, different story. Quit changing So his the example of bad game, game design is Star Fox Adventures. Mm. It's every Star Fox game after Star Fox 64. Like that's, why, that's, Fox, why they just, was that's why they just quit Nintendo's doing great. it. Yeah. They quit doing it. They're like, hey, but he's in Smash Brothers if you want to go play him. And that's fine. If you want to have a little fun with that, I can kind of understand it. But, like, the main of Star Fox, like, you're playing F-Zero. Guess what? You're not playing with Captain Falcon running around the city streets fucking going pew-pew with his gun that you never <laughs> use in the fucking game. No, he's in his fucking goddamn racer, and he's fucking racing around in every fucking F-Zero game. Right? Talk to him, Preston. You're Star Fox, Teach these devils. You're playing Star Fox, and you're fucking fighting dinosaurs, which wasn't even supposed to be a Star Fox game. It was just supposed to be some dinosaur island game, and they felt like making a Star Fox yep. game. Um, and then you have things like the Star Fox game for me for the Wii U and I'm like, I'm fucking ready. This might be the final game that comes out that makes me want to get a Wii U. I'm like, Hey Alex, I might want to borrow your Wii U. I might actually buy or rent uh, Star Fox. And then the reviews came in and it's like the motion controls are garbage. They make you do this and that they're reiterating. They're doing too many different things that just ruined the fucking game. And that could have been the game that did it because they kept the game design from what I hear pretty much the same as Star Fox 64 of going uh, yeah I've heard there's I've heard there's things. huge sections of that like or there's there's sections of that game are good but there's so many things that get in the way of letting you enjoy it I don't think you can do it because of what I've heard about the motion controls and how you use them I don't think you can pull a skyward sword and just pour it to the switch with without with losing those motion controls I think that would just oh, make the game almost unplayable in certain areas because there's some dumb mechanics and I won't go yeah. into it um, but yeah, it's shit like that. Um, what were the, some of the other games I saw? There was like the Mortal Kombat. There was like a Mortal Kombat game in there that just stopped being Mortal Kombat game. Uh, Special <laughs> Forces. Annihilation. Mortal Special Forces. Mortal, Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero. Some people I heard actually like that game, to be fair. Um, but yeah, you just get these reiterations of certain games that do really well, but you just went way too far off the deep end on what made us enjoy the game in the first place. Uh, that to me is bad game design. Like you took a good game design and you just said, "Well, we don't need that." And people love it, but <laughs> we're just, people love Star Fox, though, right? Like, they, they, they love, they love uh, the, the little frog guy, you know. They, they, they love Peppy, you know, the, 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 the little rabbit guy. Yeah, they love those guys. We'll just put them in. We'll do something else with them. They'll, they'll buy it, right? Um, it just that that kind of shit pisses me off. Um, well, what then? What do you like? What's an example of a good? And I'm actually scared to ask you this because you told us you quit playing Yakuza. 
Um, so maybe <laughs> your your barometer of good game design is off. But Quit what is, is a strong word? It's on what? the shelf. I mean, they're coming a, back. So what is a good an example of good game design that you like? So game design that surprises me and um, doesn't really like unless you really think about it doesn't show you the game design. Um, a good example of that is Star Fox sixty four. They do never tell you. I knew that it, if yeah. you do. If you do well on a level that you will advance to like the upper tier of planets and continue on there. I and mean, if you do very well, you don't lose lives or you don't get like hit too much. I forget what the actual thing is. Or if you get the certain amount of special rings, I haven't played it in a while, but you get in the upper tier of levels and you get a special ending. If you do all of them, they never mention that to you. You don't know that unless you do it. And you don't, I'm sitting here as a kid trying to figure out, but how do I go up there? Like sometimes you save you save Slippy and she doesn't go into this, so therefore you get a submarine level or something like that. So you go up or down, and things like that are cool because they don't they go hey if you do this and that you will go to level this, but if you don't you'll go to level this. They never say that to you. It's just you're playing the game, you'll figure it out, right? And it's there for you. You see it on the map. There's planets up there mm-hmm. and fun stuff to do. You got to figure it out though. Um, another game that does this, and this is a callback to what we talked about earlier, God of War. I can complain about the old ones here and there. There's plenty of stuff to complain about those games. I had fun with them to a point. They're fun, dumb action games. But the new one, the way they path me to do things, I I was doing what I needed to do, but it wasn't there was no arrows showing me where to go. There was no like something that was super in your face. Uh, it's really good about like how to do you something. Down the critical path. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's like it's an open um, world, but you still end up where you where they want you to be, yes, which is pretty yeah. impressive. And like I, I've played Assassin's Creed games here and there. Like I, t- I touched those. Um, I played with some other open world games like Infamous and stuff like that. But there's something special about the way God of War kind of leads you through the story and keeps you in that open world. I could deviate and go off and you know stop the kid from talking for a second, go facing Valkyries or go find this mythical chest with some armor in it, and they're never like. Maybe the kid might go, oh, what's that over there? Just kind of like give you a hint sometimes. But outside of that, it's you could go main missions all the way through and just follow out where you need to go and be done with it. And you know games what, like that is what really gets me. I was like, you know what God of War does well? And they do they do really well exactly what the Witcher 3 team did really well, which is they use like really big landmarks and really interesting looking landmarks or maybe like a beast or something flying. And yes. the, they would use these things that would catch your eye no matter which way you were going. And you go, oh, I want to follow that or I want to I want to get over there. over there. Right. Probably and when you would get there, there yeah. when you get there, it's like where you were supposed to be. But it's not saying like this is where you have to go. They just did a really good job at like maintaining your eye level and maintaining that like attention to get you to get your focus you on the right spots. Yeah. Mm hmm. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's that's what gets me as far as good game design. All right. Well, not to mention that game company, I feel, does game design to the T on every game they do. Different game design. I haven't played Sky yet, but Flower, Journey, all those games have the best. It's called their their name is that game company. And they make the best like we're going to try this game design. They They made Journey. Journey Journey was great. Flower. Um. God damn, did, there's one more. Did they do uh, that Sky? new one, the, the Last Campfire? No. No, okay. I don't think so, no, yeah. It's very I similar. I think Sky was the last thing they made was a mobile game. It's now coming to the consoles, which I think is Switch, at least. Yeah, that was but an yeah, iOS excited game when it comes for a while. Consoles. Cool. But yeah, that, um, that game company did just grabs the designs and does, goes well with them. You know, you're going to find some amazing game design with some of these indie, and not really indie, but smaller yes. teams, right? We mentioned Hades and specifically choose great yeah. designs and go hard on them. Different I, games I think the reason for that though is something we talked about earlier, right? Like I think that's, 
it's I mean, and Alex, you joked about this, I think it was last year when we did our own, we didn't have a podcast then, but we were doing our own little game of the year discussion, basically, the three of us uh, in our group chat, and I remember there was a thing where Alex was like, dude, like, the six games on Christian's list are like indie darlings, basically, and because they had great, but I, but there's a, there's a reason that I get drawn to those games so hard is because I think there's something I'm way more impressed when something takes a, you know, it focuses in on a really like solid concept and idea and then executes it near perfectly because they didn't, they, they scoped appropriately and just like iterated on that idea over and over and over and over and over again until it became like really good where, as like, you know, there's a lot of times where, like, I think, I mean, who knows? We'll see how the new one turns out. But, like, there's a reason that I have only ever played through Skyrim once, right? Like, I've never played through that game yeah. twice. And it's because that game because is so... Because you don't need to play through it ten times. Quit buying that game, yeah. everyone. There's that Quit part. buying but, that game. But what I mean, like, but, but it's because... When you make a game that big, there's only so many interesting and unique things that you can do before the seams start to come apart, right? So there's a lot of those things where it's the illusion of being different, but in reality, it's all basically the same, save for a few things, right? Like, in Skyrim, I remember, like, it was like, oh, there's so many different quest lines. You can do the Fighter's Guild, you can do the Mage's Guild, you can do the Thieves' Guild, you can do the Dark Brotherhood, you can do this, you can do that. And when you really come down to it, you're like, oh man, all of these are basically the same. There's just little different variances in the reasons that I'm doing X, Y, or Z. But for the most part, like it's the same quest structure. It's the same number of quests that I'm going to be doing to be eventually be the top of the person. Like, Oh, they have, they have a thousand points of interest, but like every Dwarmer, Dwarven Ruin, and every cave is the same cave. Right. The same Ruin. Like, it's it's a variation of rooms. Yeah. But it's yeah. the same look, same design. Some of them are just the same. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in okay. like something what, like... One of these... Whole... Go ahead. Sorry. I uh, say one of these days we're going to unpack the way you romanticize those uh, small indie games, and I think it's because of your fantasy and love for, like, wanting to actually just design a small indie game. Uh, so One that's the thing, we're man. Dive into that. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I think I, I've always thought, there's really, I mean, there's a huge part of my life that I was, like, very into the idea of I'm going to be a game developer. Like, that's what I'm going to do. Um, but I've come to find out, like, I think I tend to, like, if I was going to do anything, in, no, well, yes, <laughs> but yeah, I, I found what idea. I was good at and I'm very good at it. That's what I do now. But, um, no, I think that, I think I, I tend to like the like critical evaluation process more than a design process. Like I like if, if, you know, like, whenever I always talk about design, like, whenever we're on, you know, group chat, or, you know, we're on PlayStation, you know, whatever it is, chat that we're in, a lot of the design that I talk about is always, you know, theoretical. Like, I'm always like, oh, it'd be cool if blank, or it'd be cool if why, but I would never have the drive to actually, like, go and do that, whereas I much more prefer, like, taking a game and then examining 
every square inch. That's why I think no clip is so cool, right? Like no clip is is actually an example of something that I would be like, fuck, dude. If I got to do something like that as my job, I would lose my damn mind. Like yeah. just sitting there and doing these in depth dives and discussions on singular pieces of media and just like examining every square inch of it down to the core fundamentals or you know design like even like the broader scope i yeah that's that's the thing that gets me about games i think look man if you want to max out all of our credit cards and buy some equipment we can all become documentarians that's true yeah yeah just take take i don't i don't know that we'll be successful but we could do it (laughs) so okay um all right gents well I appreciate your thoughts uh, to our to our listeners and the people that responded back to this. I appreciate your feedback. Um, yeah. We had some really good feedback on the things that, that people hate in video games, and I tended to agree with most of them. Um, so, hey, thank you, everybody. This has been another episode of The Testing Room, and we can't wait to see you back next week. And with that, Preston, hit the music. Hit it. This has been The Testing Room. Music by at Damien Crow on Instagram. Logo and art by at RavePet. Interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at TestingRoomPod or email us at TestingRoomPod at gmail.com. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and all of your favorite podcasting apps. And make sure to share us with your friends. Thanks, and see you next time.